Taco Moto. So you've heard us talk about Taco Mike on the show. He's been a guest host a few times. Taco Moto Co., that's how you find him on the web, sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can, maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's tacomoto.co. This episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, there was plenty of questions, some about the Beta 200 and plenty on the KTM 390. There was a new segment introduced this week, Rooster Indo. So stay tuned for that. Now here's the show. Live from Pahrump, this is uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, and we're doing it just right tonight. Logan, what are we doing? Um, we got a couple more uh, categories, s- sections. Right. Your dad's knocking over cameras? Yes. Um, I just got done with my tacos, which is good. It's nice to get tacos again. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Janie. Thank you, Ramiro's. Um, we have uh, some new segments, is what Logan's trying to say, but this yes. is the show where we talk about uh, motorcycles and... Motorcycle-related products. Right. So uh, glad to have you here with us. Um, if you can hear the fan in the background, which which I can, I'm going to just turn that whole thing off. Just shut that off. There we go. We're going to just sweat it up in here. It's a Wabash sauna. It'll be good for you. That's why I'm going to drink a nice cold um, whatever I had in the fridge right here. And that means you should start talking, Logan. Um, couple more segments. Hopefully we'll spice up the show. Tell everybody about your race. You raced, right? Yes. I haven't even heard about this. Yeah. Night race, huh? Um, yes. And uh, who'd you race with? Um, one of my cousin's friends. Okay. And he is David Heffel. Heffel. Yep. Faster than you, slower than you? Um, I think pretty much exact same speed. Exact same speed. That's good yeah. because when I used to race, I've been on both sides of the equation. Um, I've been the, uh, the, the faster guy, and then I've been the slower guy. And I tell you what, it really sucks to be the slower guy. Yeah. Yeah. So just checking. I want to see if you're the slower guy. I was going to beat up on you, ask you why you're holding. holding. Yeah. How, I, how, how'd you do? Um, third in our class. Better than the emergency room. Yes. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad for a good, safe return. So um, tonight, uh, tonight our show is sponsored by Climb. Well, I'm going to tell you. You know. You know what's really bad I, is is uh, yesterday I was riding up in the in the forest. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of punji sticks. And I tore my climb, my favorite climb XC light pants. So I was super, super bummed out. Now, why would I say this while we're like talking about climb as a sponsor? Yeah. I have absolutely no mark on my body. So they did their job. Because if that was enough to rip the pants, um, uh, I don't have any skin missing. And so the pants did their job. I'm pretty stoked about that. Now they're just a little bit more vented. Um, although they don't look cool anymore, so have to have to get another set. But I was wearing, and um, this is something that uh, I don't even know if they're in stock. But the I was wearing the, uh, Maha- I think it's called the Mojave Pro jersey or the Dakar Pro Dakar Pro jersey. It's 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 like a heavy duty jersey, and it's heavy duty, 
and that it's made it's made like of a, a really thick mesh material and even in all these punji sticks and stuff uh no issues i didn't have any uh no sticks no torn jersey and this this stuff will not tear i did testing of like one of the original prototypes a long time back so uh good thanks to uh climb for making that if you're interested in a and it's it's like not wearing a jersey it's like wearing a, it's like wearing protection you see the guys that you've seen the dorks that wear chest protectors and no jerseys yeah okay it's like it's like you're doing that without looking like a dork. You look like mm-hmm. you have a regular jersey. I don't know. If, I don't know really if the dork is the right terminology for that, but uh, I don't know. I always just never found because, I mean, I guess it's good because they're wearing a chest protector, but they're going to get scraped up, <laughs> hair scratched up by the bushes and all the other things. So um, yeah. Uh, also, DDC sprockets. They've always been a long time support of the show. Um, they support land use issues. They make good chain wheels. You need that. You got that fixed, Logan? Or do you yep. want to listen to the show again? So, uh, <laughs> fixed it. Oversight on the producer's part here. Oversight. Uh, well, you need you need a yeah. microphone. Are you three or four? I should be three. No, three. you should be able to hear me. I or can't. Three. I can't. Oh, no, no, I'm four. Actually, I'm four. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. No. Try again. Try again. Test. No, I should be four. Test. Test. Well, I just ran them up, and I don't know. Your mic's probably turned off. Okay. We're just going to turn you off. There we go. How about this? Uh, how about that? Go ahead. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. So no, you're now back to the original problem. Yeah, uh, I should be four. You're five and six, by the five way. Five and six. Oh, okay. Anybody want to come in and be a producer? <laughs> it's uh, it's real easy. Learn no. on the fly. Well, the producer did also forget. There was an oversight. Uh, the producer forgot to turn on the monitor. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. Did, somebody, did somebody point that out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, look. Hey, Craig Albert's got it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay, so how do we make that work? Uh, we got a... Let's have Logan oh, turn that on. Oh, let me turn this on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't... I don't think there's a remote for it. And then I got it from there. I think okay. that turns on. Yeah, yeah. We can use a, a producer's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Are all my passwords going to come up on the, the damn monitor behind us? Is that is that Ooh. how it's going to work? Yeah, easy on throwing stuff on the, the deck there, Chivo. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Uh, let's talk about what's in the news, Logan. Do you know that Triumph is going to make motocross and enduro motorcycles? Huh? Huh? Do you know this? Uh, no. Okay, so you weren't on social media today. No. Uh, so, uh, in other words, it wasn't on TikTok. Uh huh. Or your girlfriend didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, big kind of breaking news, and I don't know how this was kept secret for that long, although, man, I should have seen this coming, because I thought it was really interesting when Ricky Carmichael started riding around on Triumphs last year. I'm like going, because he's had this long-time relationship with Suzuki, and Suzuki makes some pretty good bikes to ride on rides like that. Like, I would take a V-Strom in any day, and all of a sudden, he's riding Triumphs. I'm like, oh, that's kind of Yeah, that's kind of interesting. And uh, so, anyhow, I know it's funny because I know Jeff Stanton was doing some stuff with Triumphs on the on the adventure rides and things like that. So, are we up there? We got it working. Good. Look at that. Pretty. I don't know if it's the right one, but it is. Oh, it'll it'll be the wrong one, I'm sure. Anyways, uh, but how could they be developing a bike in such secret? Is what is what's um, interesting to me. So. Uh, It'll be it'll be very interesting to see what they come up with because um, evidently you know they're saying it's their own platform they're not borrowing from somebody else um, and 
and that especially over in Europe when you start trying to manufacture or build something usually everybody knows they know that this is going on because it it especially on the R&D side and the development side um, there's so few places you can get prototype stuff made and or you've been talking to a suspension manufacturer or this or that and and nobody has talked about this or here's the other thing our media is so good these days because everybody you know they're really top flight media guys that don't pay attention to this stuff and um, I'll be the first guy to tell you I don't pay attention <laughs> anymore <laughs> so and but then again it's like that's not my job I'm not getting paid to do that um, but when we were, when I was at Dirt Rider and even at Cycle World and stuff, I would pay really close attention to the, um, you know, what was going on. It, are you hearing a lot of weird sounds? Yes. Yeah, me too. I hope it. I'm gonna turn. I'm not picking it up over here. Yeah, I'm gonna, is that better? It's uh, not. It's not no. any better. No. If if you're on the if you're on the feed and. Um, like wind yeah if you hear like if you hear like it's windy or something like that um let me know so we can try to fix it before we send this out to the whole world because we have a pretty studio we don't have pretty bad sound so back to the um whole thing with them being able to develop this bike uh and i know triumph does things a little bit different um and it's (laughs) i'm gonna make some jokes is it okay uh yeah do you know what a triumph is logan yes how how um i saw it in your school once Someone wrote it here and then used oh, one of your okay. rentals. Right, right. Because they're, so they're, they're, I remember when they got into the adventure bikes, of course, I tested them and stuff. And I, and, and back in the, the old, old days, there were, you know, desert sleds, like Triumph desert sleds were a thing. And, um, but usually they'd, they'd switch them over and put the motors into different chassis and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, in my time, Triumph kind of came back alive and they built retro bikes so they started they started doing they did they started doing making their own triple cylinder motor which actually was a really bitchin motor and they were doing some uh you know street bikes and trying to get into the road racing that is 600 cc and i don't i don't remember exactly all the stuff but i remember riding their adventure bikes and the motors were brilliant they made horsepower and they were heavy but they ran really strong and that you could tell it was street bike guys making an adventure bike. And and I always remember this because the, the, the riding cockpit was kind of cramped and the bars were swept back. It was kind of like the point where it's putting you in this more like road racing style, like sport touring, even though it was adventure riding. It was a really hard bike to stand up on. Having ridden Ricky Carmichael's factory CR250 back in the day, I hope he's not in charge of developing the motocross <laughs> bike <laughs> because he'll fit right in with those those engineers if they're still there. I'm just just I, saying. I do believe he is in charge of of the motocross bike. Right. Well, I doubt he's in, I doubt he's in charge. I'm sure they're soliciting his input. And like the the good thing about Ricky and just from the few times I've interacted with him and knowing him is that guy is super super competitive and he's got an ego and he's he would want it to be the best thing ever. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. It, 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 and it's funny because it, it, his old Hondas were low in the back and the bars were swept back. And of course, it, it was Ricky's bike and he won every race he rode on the damn thing. So who am right. I to say right. it was the best, it was the worst, but it wasn't one of the worst bikes I've ridden. McGrath's Supercross bike was worse. But because Ricky's motor was really bitching, but his, mm-hmm. his um, ergonomic setup and stuff would like was. <laughs> out there <laughs> but uh i don't I, I i've ridden i i'm pretty sure i've ridden ivan cervantes one of his enduro bikes before mm-hmm. um 
in and his bikes were good his uh, ktm uh, and this is a long time ago by the way so uh good with that it i i think it's awesome that we have um more competition more uh bikes out there and um man I, <laughs> here's the other joke i think they're i think they're just they're just um doing this because everybody else that's tried to get into the dirt bike market you know and and the ktm just buys them up so right, maybe right. there's making a ploy for ktm to buy them up and then there'll be a, a <laughs> i don't know another they, they, they seem pretty dead set on uh, winning championships like really? in their press release they mentioned racing multiple times yeah yeah, oh no, no, that's what they said. But you know, all you have to do is like start doing it, and then and, you know, KTM buys you, yeah. right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What I thought was interesting is that um, Ivan's already. He said he's already been. Uh, he said like the. Um, he's ridden the bike. He's been riding, riding prototypes. Yeah, and he said mm. it's actually really serious. It's not just a toned down adventure bike. It's. I I have no idea. I mean, we won't know until they know. But if they say they're going into the the competitive arena, you know that means that means if they're using those two guys, they're indicating that they're going to try to do enduro some mm-hmm. sort of enduro competition and motocross and I'm, i imagine now that they've made this announcement you'll start seeing a little bit more like some of the racers they've been talking to because you would have to start if you're planning on doing this you would have to start talking to guys if you wanted to get them you know good good guys and i don't know i mean i've seen i've watched cannondale try to get into the 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 this level of competition and and they started out with maybe guys that were more development riders than they were actually um um, you know, top level guys, but you know, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how much money Triumph has. I don't know what they're kicking around. Maybe mm-hmm. they're starting an energy drink. Who knows? It's yeah. it's strange these days. It's uh, cool yeah. Hey, you know what else came out, Logan? This is important for you in California, just in case, because everything that happens in California goes to the rest of this, the state. Um, today, uh, a resolution introduced by a uh, state senator um, from Salinas that encouraged local and state law enforcement agencies to communicate with the motorcycle community and engage in efforts to end motorcyclist profiling, which is defined broadly as the arbitrary use of the fact that a person rides a motorcycle or wears motorcycle-related paraphernalia as a factor in deciding to stop and question, take enforcement action, arrest, or search a person in a vehicle. So this is, this is important because you know how we wear like motorcycle shirts and yeah. we like try to show off on motorcycles. Now you it's it's you, you're not going to get any legal attention. Mm-hmm. So like all that stuff you're trying to you know you're trying to impress your chick and stuff like that. She's a cop. She can't even like distinguish you from that nerd dude that doesn't ride dirt bikes. Yeah. Right. You know how this works, right? Okay. Uh, just trying to keep you up on the news. Um, here, this is you, you have you have the. You have the the notes and stuff. Yes. Are they on your little screen? Can yes. you read that with your eyes? You don't have to squint. What? Like the the notes, all the, all the the show notes. Yes, but yeah. you're having problems. No, I was gonna put them in Google Translate. Oh, oh. the first one. No, the the second one. That. Oh, the, yeah. This is the first. The. Yeah, the first. This is these were these were news items. Oh. And right here. That's uh, from uh, what's her name? Um, Madeline Haley. Right. Say the first word because it's like the only one in English. Dat me. I th- dat me. Yeah. Dat me. Dat me. Dat me. Yeah. You know what? You know what that means? <laughs> no, it actually means date me. Oh. So she's obviously hitting on Logan oh, okay. from the show. This is from a note from our last show. It's uh, there's a website. 
Um, oh, I see. I didn't even see that, Matt. Matt picked up on this real quick earlier. He yeah, said, yeah, he said oh, look at the letters. It's porn sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but that's, what, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Did you think I was just making that up? Okay. Oh, you're going to have me read this? Look, at he hands me the notes. You, you translated it? Yep, but I don't think it helped. Oh. <laughs> Momo Dicky do- Dookie Shitta Congo Wonga Rap. No, that's... Yeah, I, it's all kanji. Um, I thought maybe you just pick up on it. So, okay, let's skip to the next one. <laughs> um, motorcycle hideout. Thanks for answering my question about the new beta 200 compared to the KTM 200. However, I shouldn't confirmed. Should have confirmed that I was talking about the difference in height, not wheelbase, of how the beta beta feels shorter. Thanks, Kelly. So, Kelly, thanks for um, doing the uh, question uh, uh, on on you. <laughs> yeah, we, we remember I always say kind of give us more information, and and that's a really that's a horrible thing to say because I say that and then all of a sudden we get too much information. But the uh, it was enough information where we spent four to five minutes talking about the wrong thing. <laughs> we were talking about wheelbase wheelbase length because that's what most people talk about. But she actually was talking about seat height. And I responded back to her. It was interesting. Um, so the beta, for some reason, even at the same quoted seat height and measured at the same seat height, feels lower than KTMs. And yes. I, I think it has a little bit to do with the like, PDS versus a linkage shock um, is one of the main the main things. And um, But it, it, numerous test riders of ours say the same thing. So if you want a bike that feels shorter... A beta, for most people, is generally better than a KTM. So that's the that's the answer. Did anybody complain about the sound? There was uh, we had a little bit of a blip in the in the stream where it just like froze for a little bit. But okay. it's good now. Okay, I'm just like worried about this. I don't know what it is. Some people said they can't. Everybody's, they can't hear. They can't hear anything. No, they can't. No, they can't. Hear they can't hear what we're talking about. What we're hearing. Yeah. So, okay. Next question. Mike Island. Best review on the internet. No question. Thanks. Worse. Nothing worse than guys that read the spec sheet. Thanks for telling it straight. Um, yeah. I, um, I hate the spec sheet. <laughs> In fact, I, one of the things I like to do is I like to kind of go to the, the intro kind of uninformed. Literally, um... I don't want to, you know, and I may know kind of what they changed a little bit from reading about it previously, but I don't want to read every little detail because I want to just go ride the bike and feel it, you know, and just say, can't, do I notice a change year to year or whatever it is? Because a lot of those things, sometimes they're, um, sometimes they are, you know, they're, they're kind of leading to, to let you, um, let's see if I can turn this thing down. There we go. They're, because you know, there's a lot of psycho- psychological stuff in the marketing department that they're trying to plant stuff in your head. And I, I mean, it was kind of funny because it got ridiculous at Kawasaki intros a few years back. They were going out of their way to repeat things three times, which I know is one of the things, like three times, to say it three times. And so they'd have three different people literally come up and tell you the same thing. One guy from the R&D department, one test rider, and then some factory guy. And they'd all kind of say the same thing, and almost to the point where it felt like they were reading off a script. And I'm just going, "Oh, come on, let me, 
<laughs> if if you want to do this about an hour after I ride the bike, so I can just go bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> when they start talking about like yeah the, the the increased valve angle will do this and that and the other thing and it's like it's like i didn't really feel the power or whatever it was so um yeah uh glad we're not doing the um uh spec sheet reviews um and we do try to tell it straight because i would want to have somebody do the same thing if i were researching about uh anything else so other things whatever it is Single tracker, dirt bike test, Jimmy. How about a test on big blocks? Is the Kenda your go-to tire for adventure bikes? What tire is on every single one of my adventure bikes, Logan? Uh, Kenda big block. Okay, so we've answered that question. Uh, I have to, to full disclosure here. Kenda does uh, sponsor and support my uh, off-road riding school, but. I tell you what, if I was spending my hard-earned money on a knobby-style tire for an adventure bike, I would give the Kenda Big Block a really good, hard, long look, and I would be buying it if I was paying for it with my own money. Um, that's how much I like them. And the reason I actually approached Kenda a long time ago, because they've been with me now for, oh, God, how long is it? How long? Not 20 years, but, I mean, it's like since since we've moved out here, maybe even previous to that, I was looking for a company that made both a good knobby for my dirt bikes and a good adventure bike tire. It was hard to find that at the time. Like Dunlop had the 908. They were just getting into the 908. And they had, you know, they have decent motocross tires. But I, unfortunately, I'm not a fan of the Dunlops. Not to say that they're not great tires, just for me personally. Michelin did not have a good one. Continental actually had a has the TKC80, which is an excellent adventure bike tire. They didn't have a knobby. They were starting to get into dirt bike tires, so I actually considered them. But I think they've gone away from the dirt bike tires, at least here in the United States. Um, Bridgestone was non-existent in the adventure bike world. It was really hard to find. There was actually there was three tires. It was TKC80, Kenda Big Block, and the other one was what was the third one? Um, I forget. Well, the, the Dunlops, but I think it was previous to Michelin having both sets of tires and stuff. But anyhow. Um, yeah, that's that's um, my go-to. How come I don't do a test on them? Um, because everybody think I was just making it up, right? Since they sponsor me, support um, probably. Right, that's what they say. Yeah, um, I would do a test on them. Uh, just uh, haven't been doing a whole lot of uh, writing, writing a whole lot of product tests and stuff. But um, yeah, I think they're good. I think they're they're. They're one of the top three, and for me, they're the best. And the reason I think they're the best, and I've always said this, is that off-road on the little washboardy bumps that you get on dirt roads that get all washboarded, it's like you got your suspension revalved, and the suspension works perfect. The suspension work that that tire does is by far and away, and it makes up for the little bit it gives away on-road compared to the uh, the TKC80, which is the tire that's very similar to. So. Mike, hopefully that answers your uh, question. No, single tracker. Yes. Okay, wrong person. Derek Underwood. So how do you fix it? <laughs> Did I miss something, or is this titled incorrectly? Oh, it was a it was a nugget from one of our Tech Talk Taco Tuesday shows that he's referring to, and it was it was I started talking about how to diagnose. Um, a slipping clutch and 
Man, you, are you hearing that, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Could it be Matt's mic? I, I know. Anything. I don't know. I know it flares up whenever he starts moving. Oh, really? I'm turning his mic off. Yeah. yeah I don't know what that is. Um, so. Is this one on? I don't know. Huh? Is that one? No, that's not on. We got to figure this out. This is bothering me too. It's it's something. Did you guys jack with the damn board? <laughs> Get a plug here. No. Yeah. Who knows? Okay, well, if the sound's bad, blame somebody else but me, because I didn't touch anything. That's what you have the producer here for. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, and ours are kind of cranked a little hot, so we hear this, so we can stop it before it gets yes. too bad. And then you, and since we're not editing it down like the old days where we could mm -hmm. fix this, like this is what everybody gets to hear. So if it's bad, then, um, uh, yeah, then the, the whole show's bad. Yes. But it's like, going to be a good show. Last, last week it, it had... What we're hearing, but a little quieter. Oh, really? Like the whole time. Uh, yeah. You guys should. Then you didn't say anything. I think I did. Uh, to me. I think. <laughs> uh, uh, was what question was it? Oh, about the guy. Okay, so this show sucks, and here's how to fix it. No, wait. That's a that's a whole different thing. So he was complaining because. We did, we actually, I was talking to Mike Shirley at the time, and I was telling him how to tell if your clutch is slipping. And, uh, and somehow it was, it was to tell you that if you need to fix it, and somehow he thought we were going to tell you how to fix a clutch, as opposed to, and the, the explanation was, if your clutch is slipping and you take it, and um, I should probably put a link up to the video, but I'd have to think about where it's at, but if you're riding along with good traction, it doesn't really need to be good traction, but you're riding along and you drag your brake and you don't, and the motor doesn't bog down, your clutch is good. Or it's not good. If you drag the brake and the clutch, it's slipping. You know, you're, you're trying to create an artificial clutch slip. And this is what we talked about, how to tell. And I went into, you know, kind of really good detail about it. But he wanted to know how to fix his clutch. So he was wondering um, why we didn't tell him how to fix his clutch. And I should have just said, well, just wrap a shoestring around your clutch plates. You know, <laughs> what do you want to know? And, and, and in the video, so we talk about it, and we say, yeah, when if this if your clutch is slipping, you need to replace parts. And so that's the answer. So we did tell you how to fix a clutch. Replace the parts in the clutch. I mean, if do, do you want to know how to do it on a Honda CR450X, or do you want to know how to do it on a KTM 250EXC, or maybe a Beta 200? Like, which one of those? KTM 390? Which, which one? I can tell you exactly how to do it because I've done it on all those bikes, or I've at least played with the clutch on them. But um, so uh, that wasn't the point of the video, and it wasn't titled wrong. <laughs> it said it was how to diagnose a slipping clutch. So yeah. So on the Beta Two Hundred videos, uh, video, J Dugua. <laughs> oh, you want to try that? Do Doug Dugua. Doug, Doug J W A, Doug D U G U A Y. Now, I didn't say Husaber. Okay, and Bob's still awake. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, okay. Said yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. Well, that was for him. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Craig up the Husaber. Uh, yeah, Craig, that was for you. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Next. 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 Uh, so is. Is the bike better? Is this better than a KTM 200 EXCW? 
he's asking if the Beta 200 is better than a KTM 200 XCW. Well, are we talking about the uh, 2021 Beta 200, do you think, since that's the bike in the video? Uh, probably. Then it's better. Because KTM doesn't make a 2020. KTM hasn't made a 200 for three or four years now, so it's definitely better. It wins every single time, 100% of the time. But if I compare it to my old one, it was better than my than my old one that I spent a lot of time setting up for, for me. I think I'd rather have the beta right now. So for you, I don't know. Depends on what you get your hands on. <laughs> um, less death, 69. Jimmy, it's good to hear that at your age, you are not having trouble getting it stiff. Um, less death, good to have you back to the show. Um, Logan, what do you think he is talking about? Uh, the carcass on your tire. I was thinking the suspension. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's why you're a co-host. Um, cause you know, uh, you weren't, you weren't in here. You were, you were, you were riding, you were riding back from the, I sent you on an errand across the, the other, other location to see if we can find pins for our next little yep. stick thing. And, um, we, I'm like, did he find him? Did he find him? And, uh, you know, cause I, I was just looking out the window and you just hopped off the bike and you were playing pocket pool. Yeah, I felt nine pins, so I thought I lost one on the way here. Cause I f- right, we just but, wondered if it was just a 16-year-old riding a dirt bike. Oh. But now we realize you had pins in your pocket. Yeah. So, um, it, hey, at all of our ages, it's good that we are not having any trouble uh, getting it stiff, less stiff. Stiffness. That's, stiffness is good. Well, unless it gets too stiff, and then, then you need to back off the compression a little bit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes. What was that? Fourteen clicks. Fourteen clicks. Yeah, that that. I saw that. I saw that. Um. <laughs> I saw, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to turn your mic back on so you can talk if you want to. Um, yeah, we want to make sure. Uh, yeah, that didn't I'm not fix ruining it. the show. That didn't. That didn't fix the sound. Didn't no, change the sound. I don't think so. It didn't change okay. it. Okay. No. What is it you guys are hearing? Because I'm not really hearing anything on on the stream. It's it's just like a it's like a. It's not doing it right now. No. All I hear is the, the fan. Yeah, that's not enough. No. And I okay. think that's f- hitting the... Okay, you know, you know what? G- give, me another, give me another question because i got to do something real important. Um, motocross hideout. That makes sense because based on how I felt on my old 08 200 XCW. I was just wondering if the Beta 200 felt smaller slash lower to the ground only because I have a... 27 inch inseam thanks so that's the same that's the same question that we answered earlier i think um from uh, J- uh what was her name jenny jenna jenny jenna jenna Kel- kelly yeah kelly so somehow the question got multiplied which it's a bit different i know i think i think one was from an email like i so the way i do these is a lot of times like after we kind of put the show up people will send emails back and I grab those emails and I start the document, the show notes for your yes. convenience that I'm doing them for you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I start those and I grab, if you send me an email, they go right to the, the, the show notes for the next question. So we've, we've answered this one. So you should have said, Jimmy, you already got this one. Like when you were reviewing these, remember when you were reviewing these today, when I sent them to you? 
Um, at, a, at about like you know two o'clock today. Yeah. It, it was the ping when your girlfriend was FaceTiming you. It was that ping that you got an email. It yeah. would have been a, a little. Oh, it vibrate. Shoot. Yeah, and it did. It vibrated, right? Yeah, probably. And you, you didn't say, "Hey, honey, I gotta go." I didn't see it. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know when you you see when my wife calls, what do I tell her? Gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you st- start now. I mean, you're almost like seven, sixteen yet. Uh, October. October. Like, cause that's like you're ready for marriage at that point, mm-hmm. and you gotta get you gotta get these things in in place. If well, actually, we, we got Matt's minute. This is for later. <laughs> oh yeah, my minute. Your minute, yeah, Matt's yeah, minute my... might might address some of this later. But anyway, yeah. so uh, so anyways, back to the show notes. So you should you should say, hey Jimmy, this one's in here twice. Mm-hmm. We should probably clean this shit up. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, on the oh, John Jackson, questions for. Do kids today only ride dirt bikes for Instagram posts? Now, that says kids. So since you're still under 16, you can qualify mm-hmm. as the kids. Why don't you go ahead and answer that question? Um, I'd say 80% of them do. <laughs> this, this question was actually a lot longer, but for some reason, because it came in on the live feed last time, uh, I wasn't able to download the whole thing. But he talked about how his kid... He went out there and they actually were doing some clicks of compression or something. He's like, "How is it?" And new gear or whatever. And then he, he's like, "He's like, Dad, I just wanted to get some Instagram photos. <laughs> new bike, trying to get the thing set up." Well, I don't he see about no Instagram to how many hours of riding. So. No inst like you're not you're not like bumping up your profile. I need to go check your profile. What are you shooting photos of? I have three dirt bike pictures and that's it. And right. Does does everybody want to see Logan's? Um, so you need to start blowing up Logan on Instagram, like and you start you're reaching out to him and let him know that he needs to start posting his riding photos. Because where did I see the photo of you racing? That's how I knew you raced. Where was that? I put it on my story. Oh, that was on yours. I I also no, it was put also it on, on mine. it was on both of their stories. On yeah. stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you find what's the story? Is that like that's They're the one at the top? That's a, that's yeah, the that's top. the top. Yeah. yeah that's okay. The top. So only because somebody else did a story and I just yes. Hit the replay or whatever. Oh, you, you replayed it. Yeah. yeah I, something like that. Something I don't cool. know where the different buttons are to do that. Like, Ricky's all over the Instagrams, and I try to screw with him on it all the time. Yeah. And and I'd have to have to figure out which button to push. And I mean, I have a hard enough time just loading up what's in my pocket, which it's not that stiff. It's just my phone, <laughs> right? Because everybody's trying to get an extra look out of that thing. It's like it's, a, it's an audio experience, okay? Um. But anyway, so uh, yeah, you need to start posting some stuff. You know, you actually you, you you should get one of your friends while you and your girlfriend are doing your your that your riding technique. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I bet you that one would get a lot of likes. I bet you if you did that, I I will be willing to bet you right now more than you can afford to lose. Thanks, Martin. Um, uh, if you put that picture up there, you will get more likes than you've ever got on anything else you post up there. And more likes than your sister gets, <laughs> and 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 uh, it'll be it'll it'll just it'll bump your followers up, and then you might even be able to start charging money for doing posts. Like somebody will send you a product and say, "Hey, next time you and your girlfriend are on the bike doing that thing, can you hold up my uh, my uh, thing, my this, my th- you know, hats and sponsorships?" This is how this works in this world. Yeah. Okay, so just take my advice. Hold on, I'm gonna try and put uh, Logan's uh, Instagram into the chat. 
Oh, insta- okay. Yeah, so Instagram into the chat. Yeah, yeah. As long as it doesn't crash the whole feed. It looks like it could be his brother. Uh, Victor said he tried to add you, Logan, but he, he, um, he, he he's because you, you're because you're a Mexican. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next question. I'm drinking Trace Agave's tequila tonight. Um, they're not a sponsor of the show, although they could be. Uh, I don't know. I'll actually I'll tell you after I have some. Um, go ahead and read, Logan. I'll sip this fine stuff. Um, Ripperton. The replacement Teflon pads are only 0.8 millimeters thick. They barely protrude above the surface of the pocket they fit in. Okay, hold on. So we're talking about a recluse clutch video I did yes. where I explained the details of a recluse clutch. And I've done a full test on the clutch and a lot of things. So he, he's... He's obviously up on it, but the reason I put this in here is because this is where YouTube can go, and this could be a really good thing or a really bad thing. So keep reading. Um, this is actually really good. They are basically already worn out when you put them in. When the pads wear, the cast steel weight, weight grabs on the aluminum frame and won't recede into into the release position i have bought one millimeter thick teflon sheets sheet off ebay and and making my own pads so here we go <laughs> um so and this is this is what's cool about like you know the ability to share information and do different things so he's reached out and, and on on our recluse video mentioned this and so he's measured them. Obviously, he's measured them. Now he's going to go one millimeter and do all this different stuff. And I don't know exactly what the material is in there. But I would, I mean, just to be safe, I would always go with the parts that Recluse provides to replace the stuff with. You can buy those pads, although they seem to discourage it. And they'd like you to just buy, you know, new wedges. So um, he's going to... And, and so I, I, when I got back to him, I said, hey, let me know how this goes. I would like to know because if this works, you know, you're doing kind of outside R&D. I wouldn't be surprised if they have tried, you know, different ways to, you know, get those pads in there. And the, the one that I showed that was worn out, I think I showed some pictures. Of one, that clutch had over 500 hours on it, and it probably should have been changed a little bit sooner before – it did what it did. It finally, like the last, I remember the last 50 hours, I kept telling myself, oh, I got to I gotta pull the, the EXP disc out. I got to pull it out and check it. So it's it's good that somebody's actually trying this stuff out. I think it's, it's pretty cool. I want to know how it works. Um, but it could be really disastrous when you have parts like this inside of your motor that could go south. So um, Ripperton, let us know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. Although, for 500 hours, I don't think I wouldn't mind putting the point oh, excuse me, point oh eight millimeter thick pads back in and uh, and running them for another 500. Actually, at 300 hours, I should probably put the new pads in and then never worry about it because it would be all good. So, and actually, at that time, I think there's a lot of wear in just the aluminum structure. And Mojave Bob is waving his hands, but your mask is down. Well, uh, don't they sell the little? Yes, they sell them. They sell them in their point oh eight millimeter. You have a bag. Yeah. Oh, it is probably because it was probably the clutch out of your bike that 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 wore out that oh, I. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, 
Yeah, no, that would actually you're right because you ride at such a low RPM, you probably didn't realize that your clutch was constantly slipping and those wedges were doing a lot of work cuz where I ride, you know, I'm like I'm up there, Bob. I'm running it and that clutch is engaged that, and no that's problem. That's why I have your setup now in my bike. It works much better. Right, cuz it doesn't slip all the time. Right. Right. In agreement. Remember it's full good. Yeah, but you do that. See, if you do that, your recluse, recluse clutch will take off. You could leave from front of this door on a recluse clutch bike in fifth gear and do 800 RPM, and it'll get you probably halfway down the street. Right. And then you'll have smoke coming out of your Think of how many engine. people I recluse. Uh, <laughs> that's not the point here. And, and, and in all honesty, that that is what gives these clutches a bad name. Like, there's, there's two... There's, Probably, probably that's the main one is people that don't realize that they're actually slipping it, like when they're slipping it all the time, and and that's that's why we have this like you know yeah call them up and tell them you talk to Jimmy Lewis and you want the Jimmy Lewis setup and they're going to try to talk you out of it because they have their stock setup because mine engages too soon because I don't want it ever slipping because I I do like to ride that tall gear low RPM where most of the bikes these days fuel injection will pull and but if you if you on the stock setup, they'll slip a little bit longer because they don't want the bike to bog down. You know, they want it to kind of be revved up when that clutch finally engages. And with my setup, if you kind of come into it and you don't respect it, you can actually bog the bike down and potentially stall it. Actually, you can stall it real easy, especially on the bigger bikes, the the five hundreds and stuff like that. But um, just blame me. Uh, okay, so Ripperton waiting for it. So what about the tour of Idaho video, Logan? Um. Wesley K, great video. What bag is that on the tail? Looks handy. Okay, so in my tour of Idaho video, um, I have uh, bags, luggage bags on my bike, and we went and uh, I went and did the tour of Idaho, and I had a lot of stuff that I trusted and companies that had had either sent me stuff or you know supported me in the past with things. And when we decided, and the video was like, I was literally, I wasn't going to go ride the tour of video. I just had my bike in the back. I kind of thought about it a little bit. So the bike was sort of prepped, but I ended up going up and doing a photo shoot halfway there. And I said, heck, I'm going to go up and do the tour of Idaho. I went and did it. I rode it. And luckily I had a friend who was up in Idaho at the same time as a videographer and we shot the tour of Idaho. And then we came back and we had all this footage and stuff. And it's like, let's make a video that isn't free. And I decided to go ahead and pay the editor and and I don't I don't think I paid Will. I have to check with him. I probably didn't. But you know, I never expected to make any money off of it, but when we kind of got it done, I was kind of I'm like, this is pretty pretty good. So I reached out to a lot of the companies that of the stuff I use because I just proven that your product can just do the tour of Idaho and it's very capable stuff. It's all stuff that I that I that I trusted before I actually went on the tour to put it on the bike to allow me to do a successful tour. And then I went and hit up a lot of these companies and said, hey, we're going to do a produce a video. Is there any way I could get a little little help? And this is early in the whole, I don't know when the video was released. It's kind of early before all the influencer crap and stuff. And I and I kind of pr- proposed to a lot of these companies, and hey, is there a chance you could help offset some of these video editing costs and stuff? And in return, I will also do another video about the stuff that I used, a specific video that would have been an exponentially helpful video to all the people that were planning on doing something like the tour of Idaho, some adventure motorcycling, overnight camping, all this stuff. I have a wealth of knowledge about this, but 
but it would take a lot of work to shoot this and do it and talk about it and do all this other stuff. So I proposed these companies, hey, can you help offset the costs of this video? And I wasn't trying to make money on it. I was just trying to you know, offset the, the outlay that I put out. And then, and then we'll do this other video, and then you know your product's going to get a lot of exposure because I'm going to talk specifically about your product, and it's going to be kind of you know supported this way. And I kid you not, like some companies came in that that I've worked with, and they said, "Yeah, we'll kind of help you here and there," and it did it didn't offset the cost. But there was a few companies that came back and said, "Well, if you would have told us before you did something, before you did this, we could have budgeted in or planned for it." I'm like, okay, I get that. So there was that. So shortly after that, we were going to do something else, something different. And I said, hey, I'm going to do this. And here's the same offer. I'm going to do something, and I'm going to use, I can use your product or not use your product. But this time, we're coming to the beginning. Same companies. And said, I'm going to use your product, but I'm going to do this. Here's a tour of Idaho. I did it kind of like this. And this is what you're going to get. This is will be kind of the end result. Will be similar. How would you? How would you like it if I used your product? And then you know now now since I you know what I'm capable of doing. Here's what I'm going to do. Would you like to participate? Oh, same company. Not necessarily this one, but similar. Oh well, you know how about you do it and then we take a look at it. I'm like, huh. I can't decide whether I should do it and then ask you or ask you and then do it. it don't, I don't know. At this point, it's difficult for me that's trying to, you know, make an existence. <laughs> I'm making a living doing this. Make an existence doing whatever it is that, you know, I'm trying to do. And, and you know, I mean, I really, for me, I really enjoy doing motorcycle riding, talking about dirt bikes, riding dirt bikes, testing, give you good information. But at the same time, it's like I've been doing it for a long time, and I do it because it's kind of fun, and I'll do a certain amount. But when it becomes work, all of a sudden, then it's like, you know why they call it work, Logan? Um, not easy. No. At the end of the day of work, what do you do? Except for here. You, you get paid. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, it's a fun. So I'm not funning. <laughs> these things i well actually if you see me right now and we're you know we're not you know you're not making money we're funding this we're not working this yeah so so that that's the that's the difference so that's why i said except for here because you haven't seen a paycheck for a little while have you uh no yeah i'm waiting for that invoice good thing is i know i'll never get it just like the show notes (laughs) (laughs) so uh, okay um is that a rant or what? Did, 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 should I just start? That was I need, a rant, yeah. I need a bottle of wine <laughs> at that point. Yeah, yeah. That was should. bad. I, I'm sorry. No, we get, no, you some, we get just, three buck chuck for uh, we have a three buck chuck rant. Three buck chuck. Oh, three buck chuck uh, wine. There we go. Yeah. Uh, you just you just have a bottle ready and just start yeah. just put it on the table when I just I'll start get, doing I'll get that. You a really nice wine glass. We'll make it really nice. No, it'll be a new segment. Hey, I you know it's it's just like I was just like I joked earlier about there's no real journalists anymore. I mean, these guys are just sending it home. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, I can't believe that these guys are supposed to be out there, like, you know, this is their job day in and day out, should be knowing what's going on in the motorcycle world. And Triumph is developing a motorcycle. And this, this goes not just here, this is over in Europe. I mean, even when, even when we we're, you know, I was involved with some of the BMW development and stuff, like, stuff got out. 
I didn't say Husaberg. You got to put you, that thing needs to be more than an arm's length away. It does. Yeah. So. We need to talk about Husabergs. Uh, <laughs> oh, we will. Oh, we will. <laughs> okay, KTM three ninety build. Let's get into it. Um, Mike Island. And um, Mike Mike Island made a lot of comments. He's got a lot of. Com- I hope he's watching. Is yeah. Mike Island in the chat? Um, I think he might be in the YouTube zones. I think that's where he's at. But uh, okay, what's his question? Best reviewer on the internet. Wait, is this the yes. second one again? That's why I stuttered Look. right <laughs> when I said his name. Oh, really? You stuttered? A little. I thought you were just going to go, um. Um. You know, I used to say lots of words like that, and I'm trying to clean up my act, but we'll get to you later. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what is it about you counting to nine? Nine? Yeah. 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 Eight, nine. Huh? Inside joke that I don't know about? My chain for my e-bike. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you, you were supposed to cut out eight or nine links? No, it was... I knew it was an eight-speed from the start. Oh. But then... Because it needed a new chain. So my dad was at the store, and he called me, and I was like, yeah, it's an eight-speed. He's like, can you check for me, please? So I went outside. I checked. The chain was off of a gear... So I went, I see eight, that must be a gear, because it, it was actually kind of... Oh, so you counted nine? Yes. Because the chain was down below the smallest the chain ring. But yeah. at the end of the three days later, end of the day, um, it actually needed a 10-speed chain. So I was just one off and too the, low. Not, not like the chain <laughs> yeah. varies in width off of how many speeds it is. Oh, yeah, I don't know this. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Well, I probably, you know, last time I went to a bike shop, the guy told me that, yeah. like, he, he, I don't know much, but the fact that the guy behind the counter knew way less really <laughs> distracted me, and so I went to the internets yeah. and uh, got with the part I needed, which is, the, the, that's the death of brick and mortar. I mean, if you have a, a yeah, guy that, yeah. I was ready to spend a lot of money there, and this guy gave me information that I knew was incorrect, and he was telling me it was correct, and... I'm like, uh, my, no. My, my guy was good, but my counter was not. Right. Well, I, I just wondered where the nine thing came from. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, you get a nine for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> next. Um, is that one? Yeah, we, we, we already answered that one. So what's the next one? I think it's no. this one here. Oh, you don't have it. I don't have it. No. It says... Meh. Um, dirt bike test. Thanks, Mike. We try... Some might even think it is worth a dollar. Oh, so... Oh, another rant. Oh. <laughs> we need to get the wine. <laughs> no. Uh, so, anyways, so Mike actually... I replied to Mike on that original post, and uh, so I asked him it was if it was worth a dollar? Yes. Because some guy... some On one of Trevor's Instagram posts this week, Trevor Hunter, who did... he We put the G-Y-T-R head on the YZ250F, and we wrote it. And uh, it, it does something. It definitely it definitely does something. It For me, it gave the bike more torque and more RPM and cleaner RPM, and it's all the kind of stuff that you would want if you were looking for peak high-end performance, and it probably goes above and beyond what you can get with the stock head for sure. So I'll, let, I'll leave it up to Trevor to kind of do mo- more of the explanation and stuff. But, 
he wanted he wanted this full in depth test of like can can you compare the GYTR head about this and about the, all the other stuff and and I was literally going to just start going down and explaining to all you guys but there, I replied to the guy I'm like well how much is that worth like how much is it worth and he said a dollar a dollar it was worth a dollar for him to get that information and so I'm like thinking in my head I'm like is there six hundred more of you to give me those dollars to, to, to make me spill out the information or is my information that you're going to get only worth a dollar to you? Cause I'm sure if you're used to other stuff, you know, other websites, yeah, it's worth a dollar. Maybe I mean, there's a reason why they're giving it to you for free and they're sure as heck not making it on the backside, you know, cause I can see how many views they're getting on videos or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, that's where this kind of question comes from. So I think I said, is it worth it? I was kind of parlaying off this. And I'm like, how, you know, is it, is it worth a dollar or something to you? So where, where did this go? Um, it certainly is. More dual sport content, please. When I go to your website store, there is no $5 buy Jimmy a coffee slash beer option. Maybe consider adding a donut, donate email for PayPal on your contacts page. Right. So this is a this is a newer way of doing things, and I'm not that familiar with all the. I mean, I, I've looked at it, researched like the Patreons and the donate and and different different things like that. But uh, generally, when I see the scope of where um, shows or groups are at, you know, different things that have Patreon accounts, and I see how many views they're getting versus how many participants they have on Patreon, it's at that point. It's not worth it. It's 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 so it's so minimized. I mean, it just there's no correlation to it because there's so few people. I mean, when you're giving it out for free, there's so few people that are willing to 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 pay for it because then oh it'll 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 you know if you're gonna do it for Patreon, you get it a week early. Well, I'll wait a week for this free information because they didn't really ask for it. Although on Patreon, a lot of times you can ask the question and. So and even with our writing school, we are investigating this. You know how to figure out how to best you know, make this whole thing work. So, um, no, I don't have a $5 buy Jimmy a coffee or a beer option because, you know, I don't need five beers because in Pahrump I can get five for five bucks. It's pretty yeah. cool out here. Yeah, and you don't want me having five beers and then giving you answers because that's uh, the minute my Patreon thing, my phone vibrates. Is that what they do? They vibrate when I get money? Um, probably for you, it's bing. Bing, okay, because everything is a bing. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know how to set it. It's better than Bob doesn't even know how to answer it. So it's good bing, and I just like take off sprinting towards the bar. And then you did, I have to wait for your answer till tomorrow. So <laughs> we don't, I, 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 I guess I'm too, too old school. I think there should be advertising that, that not, you know, not necessarily, you know, advertising sponsorship that kind of, that kind of pays you to bring you the content. And I always had the "you help me, I'll help you" mentality with it. So if if you were a sponsor of this show or whatever, I'll talk about your products. If you call me up and say, "Hey Jimmy, I got a new, you know, DDC has a new sprocket," although they don't need to make a new sprocket because their sprockets are awesome the way they are, and they're on all my bikes, and I've never worn one out. So why wouldn't you want one of those? That's a good thing. Lightweight, stainless steel, awesome performance, um, in stock. So if you if you're a sponsor, you're going to get, you're going to get some pushback. And then, and then 
the the only thing is if you were a bad sponsor, not I don't call it a bad sponsor, if you're a sponsor that I didn't believe in your product or you want to be a sponsor and I didn't believe in your products, probably wouldn't do stuff with you. I just it because I don't really want to talk bad about somebody that's paying me to say something and I can't say anything good, honestly. So that's the way I see it. And if you you know, I'm talking to a advertiser's audience, people that are listening to this show, they're they're listening to because they like Logan. They like you. That's why you need to be my ad guy. And you need to go get the sponsors. Know um, what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but they're they're looking for information. They're 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 curious and stuff like that. And and I promise you that a certain percentage of our viewers are DDC Sprocket guys. Now, there's a certain percentage of them that are wearing Climb Gear. They like Climb Gear. They aspire to get Climb Gear. Their next gear purchase will be Climb Gear. Um, I, I'm probably not going to change the brand you ride on. Hmm right away but you know me telling you that that the stuff we talk about about ktms and the stuff we talk about about hondas i have no problem telling you how good those companies products are um i'd like to talk about other brands the same way and and i would be more inclined to do it if they were part of it but it doesn't mean i'm not going to talk about the ones that you don't hear about like you know it doesn't matter if, if there's news about it if it's interesting if somebody asks me a question it's that's it, the questions on the table. Let's 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 talk about it. And I'm not going to badmouth them because it's a sponsor, but to 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 go. I mean, uh, I yeah to try to to try to you know I to make the the viewers pay for it because here here I I'm trying to think of why I have such a problem with it, and I'm I probably have a problem is that is that if you're the guy that wants to pay five bucks. Man, I, I I really appreciate it. I think that's cool. But then I think about the the seventy other guys that are riding off your shoulders that are getting it for free, and and in reality the five bucks isn't it's you know because I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it's like five bucks is not worth it. Like that's not going to drive the show. And do I do I to gamble that I'm going to get like x amount of guys that are going to do the five buck thing that make it work, and then all these other people will start watching. Maybe out of every 70, one of them is going to send five bucks, and at that point, the ratio isn't right until you're up in these, just like us expecting to make money off of Google. Or, By the way, you can uh, click through our links on Dirt Bike Test through Amazon. We have that stuff going, and we get a little bit every month, and it keeps the 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 lights on on the website, right? They keep yeah. lights on yeah. the website? Yeah. Amazon affiliate. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, Amazon affiliates. We do that. There so. Just go to go to go to a fresh dirt story on thing like the new the story that Scott did today about the Triumph. Go there at the bottom. You can buy beef jerk. You can buy Triumph beef jerky. Wait, he put, wait, he that's put, a thing. Well, he put. Well, it's not Triumph, the motorcycle company. Oh, he okay. put Triumph in the search part of it, and so <laughs> like beef jerky came up. That's awesome. And you can buy that, and then we get a little slice of that. But so, uh, Craig yeah. Alberts says he's I'm a cheapskate, and he sent in my five bucks. Um, <laughs> is it five bucks for the shirt? Uh, <laughs> I think I th- is Craig the guy. Somebody bought, somebody bought, like five or six shirts. I mean, they really did. They they, they went out of their way, and I, it was funny because like one of the sizes was out, and I got back with the emails, and I felt bad about that. I mean, because I'm I'm a cheapskate myself, you know. So yeah, yeah. And and I I you know every once in a while I go, man, I should Patreon this guy or something, and then it's like, oh god, what a pain in the ass to have to log in and sign up and all this. So. Um, and there, there have been guys that have sent me money. Um, they've actually sent it like Venmoed to they, my they email. Just, they just to, Venmo you money, and I, I reject it. 
yeah. I, it's like it's like, dude, I totally appreciate this. I really, really do. But mm-hmm. it's this. It's it's it's. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could build a. You could how to had you got to lay the foundation or something there, like there's that. There's a way to do it with Patreon, but yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a way to do it. I and I don't. You know, like I say, I I, I would never do this because I was forced to. Because I was getting a paycheck. If if right. I didn't enjoy doing this, if this wasn't fun, if I didn't feel like I was torturing Log- Logan every Tuesday night, I would and getting a kick out of it, right, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do this. So it's it's all about it's all about the fun. But I would, I, and I promise you, if money comes into this thing, it's going to the guys that are helping putting it on and doing all their stuff. And I'll just take the five bucks and go to the bar and get super loaded, right? <laughs> right. Well. Hopefully hey, you're 21. You want to you want to go you want to go to the highway tonight? The highway. You hit the hideaway? Yeah. I'll go to the hideaway. Arnie's? Yeah, one of the one of the dive bars around here. Irene's, something I, like that. I'll, oh, yeah, we could I, even go. We can go down to Sherry's Ranch. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I, I've actually never been in Sherry's, so. Uh oh. <laughs> one of these days, Matt. One of these, one these days. days. <laughs> actually, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> maybe tomorrow. You just let me know. I, I, I've heard a lot of stories about the tours uh, from you and Heather. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Uh, this isn't the show. Let's just move on. Next question, <laughs> okay, Logan. Okay. Didn't you didn't hear um, any of that? Wait one till old you're Logan's 18, not Twenty-one. Whatever it is. One old man riding. Great upgrades. I went with the AXP plate. I should have waited for the black dog one. Of course you should have. No, I mean, how do you how do you know? Um, he he probably needed the skid plate as quickly as we needed the skid plate on that three ninety and um. Um, the black dog one is indestructible. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, so, okay. What does ADV Matt say? I love mine. I ride it within the its limitations, and it is a very complete and capable bike. Throw camping gear on it and hit the backcountry trails. BTW Hyper Pro has progressive fork springs and tunable shock. Um, you know, the next thing that I would actually start modifying on our particular bike would be the suspension. And the reason I don't is because it's actually pretty good. And I start feeling like, and you know, I, I understand limitations of certain bikes and stuff. And I start feeling like if you start making that suspension much better, and this kind of goes for a lot of adventure bikes, if you start making that suspension much better, and usually it requires stiffening it up to a certain extent. Because you're really trying to get rid of bottoming is what most people are trying to get rid of. That bottoming forces get higher, which means you're transmitting higher shocks into the chassis and stuff. And I know our wheels can take it because that's those wheels are really good. But like how stout and robust is the frame? Is it going to stretch or bend? You know who knows. So um, I I I think the next upgrade would be a. a a suspension upgrade, but I would start being very careful about, you know, when I let you kids go ride that thing, cause you'll start jumping it. <laughs> I know I, I need to practice those whips that I'm trying to figure out the physics of. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, uh. Actually I'll try to whip that thing. <laughs> no, you should, you should, you should. I'll find a tabletop. I'll land the backside. There you go. That's where you're supposed to do you it. You go to the one over off the, uh, off of the game bird area. No, it's that's Logan's territory. I'm not allowed. I can't. I can't. I can't encroach. He'll come, he'll come yeah, it's like it's off. like they start flashing little signs at me and stuff like that, and they're like, yeah. "Old dude, get away, bro. We're gonna shoot you down." Yeah. <laughs> so the warning yeah. signs. At least you're smart enough to realize that that's the teenager way of telling you to back off. <laughs> right. 
What does Scott Walter want to know? Um, KTM Power Parts has spoke wheels for this bike now, available for around $1,000 US. That's a good deal. Like a set of wheels for that bike at $1,000 is good. Because I know, I know, I would guess that the, the W wheels that we have were, would have cost double, largely because of the hubs. The hubs were very expensive to buy as um, KTM parts because there's no hub for that particular bike. And they, they tr- really tried sourcing one someplace else. So um, that is a good deal. Although, you know, if you want your bike to look as blingy as ours, W wheels. Yep. What does Jerome Sweet want to know? I have a 21390, and I simply cannot imagine it would do well off-road. You have to ring the hell out of it for power. Granted, I'm comparing it to my CRF 450L, but still. You want to answer that? Um, I just lugged it. I, didn't. <laughs> I lug it, too. Actually, that's the, that's the reason I have a little bit of a problem with the recluse clutch, as I explained in the video, because the bike does make good torque, and ours makes yeah. even more now with that that ECU. But um, I, I and, and I responded back to him and told him that, like, look, you got to trust the torque on that bike. It doesn't have a lot of flywheel inertia, but if that throttle's cracked, I bet you can't stall it. Like, if you hold that throttle at like two or three percent, like it wants to keep running. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like you don't have to ring it out. You can kind of keep banging gears at low RPMs. It's not fast by mm-hmm. any means. And I think he feels like that more chuggy power that he's getting out of his, his 450L. And you know, 50 cc's will do some of that. But, um, yeah, um, I think you need to ride it off-road. I, I would quit imagining and just go ride it off-road. And, uh, and the fact that you have both of those two bikes uh, is – kind of interesting <laughs> um they're I mean, they're they're quite a bit different but at the same time um similar i i'm trying to think why would i have both of those bikes i mean i did it one time we had a 450l around here but um okay what does uh steph liver right say um made in china no thanks did you know that the ktm 390 was made in china um, uh, no, I no, thought it I was didn't made either. in India. Right. This is what you get out of YouTube. <laughs> just, just right there. Made in China, bro, dude, whatever. Steph, um, do your research. Like, I don't know where we said it was made in China. I have no idea where you found out it was made in China. I have no idea why that comment showed up on our feed, but it just shows that this is the kind of comments you get, um, for putting a lot of hard work and effort into doing a video that tries to explain to people how to take a bike and make it better. Okay. Oh, it's Jerome again. Yes. Jerome's back. Um, I'm pretty sure no one would dump 4K into a 6K bike. It makes no sense, we in did. my opinion. <laughs> Why not just buy a better adventure bike or a dual sport bike at that point? The Duke 390 Adventure is, I think, is designed to introduce people to adventure riding, and that's it. Sell it and upgrade. So the 390 Adventure is designed to introduce people into adventure riding. That's the point where he got it right. But no one would dump 4K into a 6,000 bike. I beg to differ. 
the reason, the reason we went down that path that we did with this bike is number one, we like I said in the video, we are addressing issues that we complained about with that bike. And I don't like to just complain and then walk away. I like to solve problems. It's it's like we saw some problems with the wheels and we knew right away excuse me. <laughs> we knew right away that the wheels were going to be weak links for the way that we were going to ride the bike. And it was a process for us to get those wheels. And, and luckily, W worked with us, and, and they do awesome work. And we figured out a way to get around that way before KTM was able to do it with their power parts. I knew they were coming. I talked to somebody in R&D, and they were working on testing some stuff. Um, so, you know, that was, that was an issue. That added the biggest – that was 2000 of the $4,000. You know, and the rest of the stuff is all addressing issues that we came across. Skid plates breaking. Okay, Black Dog makes this. Foot pegs are at a weird angle. Black Dog makes this. And these are all things. And it's so our bike is a little bit of a showcase, except we didn't do the showboating stuff. We need we need to make a show pony bike. Mm-hmm. We need to just put stickers on a turd and just like talk about how awesome it is. You need to get on that. That's part of your marketing duties. Um, okay, but those foot pegs are they have the coolest feature I've ever seen on any foot peg. So. They're on any black dog foot peg. Really? Yes. Yeah. Black dog foot pegs all have bottle openers on the bottom. That is awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's oh. a selling feature. It's really cool. Um and and I've used believe not, I've used the bottom of those foot pegs to bend other things into shape. Really? Like uh I imagine lo- not not lovers, but like No, it was I, I think the, the one the one thing we did was there was a, a brake pedal that we tweaked. Uh-huh. And I couldn't figure out another way, and actually fit inside of there, and I was able to bend it back because it was digging into the case, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. But um, anyway, so so it's like it it doesn't make any sense in your opinion, but it, I, I'm blown away by when you, especially when you start looking at like the Honda CRF 250L forms, like the amount of money people they replace the wheels, the shocks, they put big bore kits on, they do all. You know, you've taken a bike, and the strange thing with those bikes is. Is they're building it into? You could take a CR450L or X and lower the suspension and sort of have the same thing. Where there is not a small adventure bike out there that's really capable. Like people say, well, I think we'll get to this. Oh yeah, it's the next question. But like, well, why don't you just buy a KTM 690 or why don't you buy a Tenere T7? Okay, Logan, next question. Um, David Clark. Including the wheels and recluse, you probably spent 50% of the MSRP on farkles and fixes. Uh, still much less cost and weight than a 690 or 890, but still would be nice to see an Adventure R with proper 2118-spoked wheels and flat pegs. Perhaps they are going to leave this bike an entry-level slash world bike and sell the 490s in duke adventure and art terms what does porterhouse have to say um just buy a 690 enduro uh <laughs> so i mean there was probably like 10 20 comments that said the same kind of thing or buy a t7 or buy this or that whatever it is and um it's just a different bike it's smaller it's a little bit lighter it's easier to pick up it's all the kind of things that so for sure it hits the mark as an entry-level adventure bike it it does this 
But then as you're entry level and you become a novice rider and then you, you bought it because it was small and you still don't want something that's big or you know that you don't want a big bike, here's a bike for you and here's how to modify it and here's how to make it better. So they don't want a 690 and they don't want a T7. They, or maybe they don't know they do and they'll grow into that eventually. But as they grow, it's a big step to go from a stock KTM 390 to anything else, especially a six, 690 or an 890 or 790 or any older adventure bike that you get at a lower cost. Um, you know, the next step really would be some of one of those, like those BMW F650s that weren't really 650s, but there's these lowered 850 things that are kind of, because it, it's really the size that you're dealing with. Then all of a sudden you just go exponential in the weight. So it, it's fitting a spot. I mean, I would think the next logical step would be to go to something like a, a 450 or a 500 or a 350 kind of dual sport bike and then trim it out for adventure, but then it's not as comfy and smooth. So that's why you just don't buy a 690 Enduro. I wonder what kind of videos Porterhouse up, has up on his thing. Do you think it would be about stakes? Um, maybe. Maybe? Yeah, Porterhouse. A Farkle? A farkle is like a, it's like an adventure rider term that you just put like fake shit on your bike. Like if if we farkled out that thing and have like lots of GPS mounts and gold blingy things okay. on it and uh, stuff that doesn't do anything, but it it looks it, it generally it's more about talking about around the campsite than it is about uh, ah, okay. doing this. Okay, so next question: Who asks it? and What do they want to know? Um, who is that? I don't know. Oh, you want me to try to pronounce that name? Yes. Why don't you? Why don't you try it first? Uh, Gitranda Senda. Cindy. Gitranda Senda. Um, Cindy. G ten. G tendra. Shendi. G tendra Shendi. I suspect that they're from Mexico, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, Victor will confirm that. Um, he knows everybody in Mexico. Question, please. <laughs> What is the total weight increase with all the mods and parts? With ECU mapped increased power and torque, how does the new weight to power ratio compare to the original stock bike? So do you think this person works in a uh, tech-oriented field? Uh, maybe. Someone that likes numbers and yeah. ratios and comparisons and stuff? I mm-hmm. would think so, too. So right under this, on the show notes, I, I Logan, read, read what it says. Weigh this bike before the show and get the numbers. Okay, so you have the numbers for us. Let's, I'm ready. I'm all uh, ready because we're going to do, we're gonna do a, a weight-to-horsepower compare ratio. Um, uh, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a whiteboard over there someplace. We're going to pull it out, and uh, we're going to chart all this stuff down. My big whiteboard? Yeah, big whiteboard. Is all there right. anything else on it that we shouldn't show the, the uh, folks? Is there any proprietary information? It's all no. whited down. There's no. Uh, okay, let's. It's time for the Logan's whiteboard hour. Okay, <laughs> so we'll hand it here and that right over here. Just uh, bring thank you, it. live studio audience. Yeah, I'm gonna bring right here. Hold this up. Okay, so yeah, give me that pen there, Logan. Okay, so here's how this works. Um, Logan's gonna give me the numbers. So, leg, what's the weight of the bike? Um, three forty-eight dry. Wait a minute! You actually went out and weighed this? No, I got it off Google. Is that is that zero fuel weight? 
Um, I don't know. Got it off Google. The okay. dry weight was Google. 348. I'll just call it G for Google, and I'll put an asterisk right here. Okay. Yep. So, uh, so that's the stock weight, right? Weight, mm -hmm. stock. Okay. Now we need. Now we. The other number we need here is uh, we need the weight of our modified bike. Yes. Okay. What's that? Um, I did not weigh the bike before okay. the show. Okay. So that's a big question mark. Is it in the video? Question mark, I'll put an L next to it. Uh, no, we, we didn't weigh it on the video either. Okay. But that's why that's why the note right there says uh, weigh bike before the show to get the numbers. Okay. Yeah. So um, what's the horsepower number? Probably another Google. Oh, okay. <laughs> horsepower. Yep. Um, 44. 44. And also when I tap, tapped in, Googled H. I didn't hit search, but it popped up with, what was it? It was bar bends or bar height. Bar height. Bar height. Handlebar risers. And uh, where does that fit into the equation? How's that going to affect the horsepower? Nothing, but that was just the what? number one search. Oh, number thing. one search. Yes. For oh, we, 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 we put bar risers on our bike too. So, yes. so horsepower is 44. And so the current horsepower, you've ridden this bike? Um, Not after... The thing, I did it right whenever we put the ECU on it. So that's modified. How much yes. horsepower does it have? Um, 46. Six. 46. Okay. That's, I'm going to put it Logan next yeah. to that. So the big problem with doing this equation is so somehow if you were going to take this, like power to weight, you would you would take the, uh, the, the, the weight and the horsepower compared to uh-oh, that's a question mark. Yep. This 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 weight that we don't have compared to this horsepower which actually isn't a real figure. No. Uh but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. It's probably not a big increase here. Well, actually it is because the RPM goes up so much more. So I'm going to if it if it's really stock 44, I'm going yeah. I'm going to go with it's it's putting out like 48. I'll okay. 48 for uh for a Jimmy Dino. My mm -hmm. butt dyno, and I don't yeah. know how, I don't know which is more accurate. So as you can see, we have a, 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 a it's like we have a there. So <laughs> so this is Logan's uh, you know helpful equation hour uh, versus the show notes. So we'll just put this back down here. If you have any if you have any comments about the outcome of this segment, you know who to email. Uh, do it on his Instagram account right after you get that photo that you want. So. Okay, what else do we want? So remember when those notes, and it's, it was highlighted, and it had your name next to it? It's really yes. big? Yeah, that's that's at 2 o'clock when things are eating, you're like mm -hmm. going, yeah. Well, well, you don't really talk. You just shake your head up and down on the on the, 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 the sexting call or whatever you guys do. <laughs> or it's like by video. Okay, so got it. Um, Road Ghost 88. It's a great little bike. I have over 5,000 on mine. With no problems. I put an air seat cover on for comfort, then installed risers. But I really risers. wish... Risers? Yes. I wish it was two inches higher at the, the front. There's some fork extenders being sold from the UK that will rise the front one to two inches. But the jury is still out on them. Lots of front-end dips on... This bike, normal for real dirt bikes, but they have a 
the length to make it tolerable. Not so with a the 390 Adventure. Feels like a sport bike, hard on the forearms anyways, be because of its weight, it will go anywhere. MTC is a pain thought. Though. Though. So, yeah, MTT is a pain in this bike. So, uh, it's funny because he, he, says, he says not so with the 390 Venture. Like I say, normal, real dirt bikes have the length to make it taller. So, he's talking about some sort of a fork extender that will raise the front end. And he's talking about, it sounds like he's, they're extending the forks and he's going to slide them down in the clamps and raise the front end of the bike up, which to me would, I, I actually get where he's coming from, where it does feel like that front end is a little bit low. And, and you know, maybe like some, I would think fork springs would help more than, you could probably put some preload spacers in there and accomplish some of the same thing if you're a heavier rider. But for smaller riders, um, I've, we found that the suspension is actually pretty good. So, um, yeah, I don't know that I'd really want to slide the forks down because you're not going to change the way that they work. And then you would change the attitude of the bike and depends on your size. I mean, at that point, but, um, two inches higher in the front, I wonder how an air seat. So his air seats raising his is raising them up and is actually amplifying the problem. So, because the other thing I, I, the other thing I said I would want to modify in this bike. Hey, by the way, make Logan remember this. We're gonna have like forty minutes of KTM three ninety adventure talk. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's a solid selling point on this particular video when you go to do the, the things you know, and you just put in parentheses whether you like it or not. Because all of our hardcore like guys like just talk about dirt bikes. And it's like, don't worry, you'll become an adventure rider when you get older. <laughs> These questions might apply to you. Unless um, they get into side by sides. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, okay. Um, what does Bedmac Two want? The original view review for the 390 Adventure was one of the best out there. Yeah, Thanks thank for you. the follow up. As others have pointed out, KTM now sells a spoked wheels set. I am waiting to bend my alloy before I go for those. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't wait to bend those. <laughs> because if you have a straight set of alloys to sell with your bike, and you have this the adventure wheels, you know the 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 spoked wheels, uh, the bike will sell better. So just just saying from experience, if you have a set of extra wheels, it seems like a selling point. So, okay. The double-take mirrors are great. We uh, agree. Also added a stronger bash plate and bar risers. The one thing I found after going to flat pegs on my 390 Adventure was that getting the brake pedal adjusted ideally, ideally. ideally was tough for the standing position. So I went with a two-level step plate, Alt Rider and SW Montec make them loving the bike as a dirt newbie very convinced in spring confidence inspiring was my last mod was i went to a 14t front sprocket to but haven't checked it out in the dirt yet take that jerome david and porterhouse yeah see he likes his KTM 390. <laughs> um, did you did did either of you guys notice the brake pedal being low? No. 
No. I didn't um, remember that. With the foot, you, have you written it with flat footbed? Yeah, you wrote it with the modified, the ones that we welded. No. No, you did. Yeah, you did. You wrote it before they were they're flat. I think. No, you didn't. Nope. No flat. Um, I. It's kind of funny because after you said that, I kind of started thinking back, and I know we made some adjustments on the the brake pedal stop or something like that to get mm-hmm. it a little bit higher, which we, we would do. But, um, yeah, I um, I I don't know if I want to change the. 14 i don't know if i want to change the countershaft sprocket i haven't even paid attention to it because i thought the gear races were actually pretty good for the bike but i don't want to ride it as a dirt bike either i want i like the way that it cruises down the highway and uh so i wouldn't i wouldn't change the gearing but um bed mac uh sounds sounds good uh damon bates says as always the gold standard of review and mods commentary right there it is still using gold all- standard Still using all the skills you and your wife taught me at Dirt Days a few years ago. And Plug for JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Yeah, coming soon, our online training program. Yeah. And and the Better Rider podcast, which we were going to we record an episode today, but you were busy doing um, construction work. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Actually, I have two, uh, two podcasts to record for that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sounds like a long night. <laughs> <laughs> Putting Jimmy to work. Uh, a few years ago, and your 450L vids were helped me buy that bike, which I've now modded the crap out of it. Thanks for all you do. See, we sell products. That's why you should uh, advertise with uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, because we sell the mods out of crap. Something like that. <laughs> Golub. Oh, boy. Golabad. Golabad 99. Um, Jimmy, what do you think of the 390 Adventure Verse? The it's it's like fart, but Sp- with an S. Spartan Spartan Pillin. Spart Spart Pillin. Spart Pillin 401. That's a Husqvarna. Which is better all around and light off road motorcycle for a beginner? Can't answer that question. Never ridden a smart pillin. Um, so I can't, but I would tell you the KTM 390 Adventure is a great motorcycle, off-road motorcycle, light off-road motorcycle, and an awesome street bike for a beginner, period. Um, Brian, this is my very first motorcycle, and I got just got into got it about six months ago. Perfect beginner bike, and this thing is a blast take that galabad 99 <laughs> look at perfect six months ago guys has still happy hasn't outgrown it all good andrew bounty expert information informed testing i guess my takeaway is buy a different bike if you need to make all those mods to make your bike i'm guessing into you're into Four to five thousand dollars, and with the price of that bike, you're into T7 territory, which has a lot of things taken care of already. Though not perfect to suspect, suspect, as you say, maybe wait for the R version of the 390 if it's the platform you love. Anyways, good information. Thanks. Okay. Um, so he, he brought up an interesting point. That's why I put this one last. The R version of the 390, 
and it's kind of funny because I did a little bit of her stuff, and everybody's saying the 490. All of a sudden, there's, they're talking about the 490, which will be, if they do make it, a whole different bike because it'll be a twin-cylinder bike. Um, and if they make a 390R, which would be just a little more aggressive, I, I suspect, since they're making those hard parts wheels, you know, it, they could easily build the bike that we built and sell it for $1,000 more, and it'd be twice the bike in reality it'd be it'd be a really it'd be a really good bike because our bike is a lot better than the stock one so but who knows i mean do you want to wait this long for ktm to do it and even if ktm does this you're still going to want to modify it a little bit for yourself so and you're into t7 territory maybe in price but you're not in t7 territory in size and as much as we love the t7 by the way which i do I don't. I wouldn't even talk about it in the same sentence as a KTM 390. It's just two different levels of uh, of bike. Um, um, mostly, mostly in size and and power, which tend to get the type of riders that would be interested in the 390 in, in trouble, or would not be of interest to riders who are interested in the 390. In other words, seasoned riders. So, um, if you're if you're if you're waiting for all the hot dirt bike talk, and we just bored you to death with KTM 390 stuff. Um, I promise you. Oh, George is calling me. What? What's wrong with the damn? Did the did the show go I, down? I think hold the, on. the, the oh, segment. Hold on. George texted me. He wanted to have Jimmy call me about the three ninety if he wants. He's calling me now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, go. Hold on. Let's see here. Are you at a bar? That is better. It, are hey, you? Uh, I got words on this three ninety. You remember the bar change Jim and I did? Yes. So we both hated that bike and were very uncomfortable on it. And we did that bar change at your suggestion. And you can tell them exactly what it was, I'm sure. But that made the whole difference. Oh, Jim still you hates know, Jim's, it, Jim. Jim still hates the bike. No, I don't think he does. I mean, it made a, a big difference in that thing. I mean, it is it's a nice little bike, but I was pretty uncomfortable on it the first few times I rode it. And it was it was over time, but. Um, that's the kind of stuff I've learned, you know, through you is just trying different things without just throwing the internet stuff at it, you know. Okay, hold oh, hold hold, hold on, hold on. Can I do can I do a proper introduction, George? We should have a George introduction song because I kind of feel this is going to be a thing when he's just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, you know what what kind of tequila are you drinking well, you tonight, know, George? I try to reach out to your producer, but he doesn't listen to me. And, he's uh, He's doing, he's got, you thought I was bad when I had two computer screens up. He's got three computer, two and a half, because he's pointing one at me. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of stuff going on over there, but I kind of feel like this I'm will be a regular grinding. thing. But my question is, is like, uh, what kind of tequila are you drinking, George? No, I'm actually on rum. I'm about, I don't know, five fingers deep in some rum. And there. Oh, yep. What, what yep. rum? No, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, just, so we'll get you an introduction song. So next time you call in, because I kind of feel this is going to be a regular regular thing george calling in because we got matt's yeah, we got, got bug, yeah. we got matt's hot minute coming in soon we got a whole actually no we should we should we should do this first because it's already eight thirty three. oh boy yeah so yeah, i and i just i just wanted to really quickly say you know that but any bike when you tweak it and not necessarily hide another tweak it to fit you and like you always say about suspension you know you got to know what you want before you go out and just throw money at it but if you start playing with that low budget stuff and just clickers, handlebar height, it really made a difference. It's and a, if, uh, yeah, you can make a good bike out of it. It it 
changed the whole bike for me because, you know, power delivery and all that wasn't really what I was, I mean, that's all fine for me. You know, that was all good. But just the ergonomics, it felt like the steering head was just way low. You know, it looked really far away. It didn't feel right riding it. You know, I was uncomfortable. I had had Jim ride it. Then we got back and we changed it around and I kind of blind tested Jim. I said, hey, get on this. And tried after I wrote it and said, "Wow, this just really wakes it up." I, I just felt so much better. And he really, he really liked it after that. Yeah, well, no, he uh, he he liked it more, but he he said, you know, the bar angle with his wrist, his wrist, it just wasn't right. But that's something you can tweak and tune. There's like a lot of stuff to to use to to modify that. But anyhow, um, glad you uh, glad you you know. Go. You're an hour and a half into your show. I'll, like, I'll leave you alone. I I want to know where you hid the fort guards for Erica's uh, bike because today, you know, I I know you guys said you cleaned up my shop. Well, you cleaned up the fort guards that we spent hours and hours looking for. So with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, George, and you can uh, uh, you can <laughs> figure out. <laughs> Where okay. where those are, you know, I'm, they might be attached to your bike or something. And anytime you like want, you don't have Logan, fork guard somewhere, huh? Well, not hers. <laughs> the ones that I left in a very specific location that was evidently cleaned yeah, by okay, you, yeah. you guys. Yeah. So, um, and uh, Logan's got Logan's got a new KTM three hundred coming. We hear, so I need one too. So you don't you know what that yeah, means? Mine wouldn't start, by the way. So I got to deal with that. Oh, bring it over. We'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah, bad gas. Okay. I think I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Talk to you Bye. soon. See ya. That was, uh, everybody, that was George. If you're not familiar with uh, George, he's uh, one of our coaches at our riding school. He's been on the show a few times, and uh, he's got a really good submission, too. He's, oh, uh, no. Okay, so let's, okay. So we're, we're done with questions right now. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is how long it took, and I'm sorry for taking too long to answer your questions. But this is a new segment of the show. Yes. This is a new segment that I think you're all going to be proud of. I'm... I'm pretty sure that everybody is waiting for us to do this segment has gone. So that way I feel a little bit safe because I don't know if this is going to go good or horribly wrong. So, Logan, would you take down the new addition to our studio? Um, uh, no, I'm not reaching for that. Come on, Matt. What are you kidding? There's something else coming in hot over here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this section, uh, this this is we're calling it um, Rooster Endo. Is that what we called it? Rate my bike. Rate my bike. This yeah. is Rooster Ender. Rate my bike. Um, this is the board that we have here. Um, I think you can see it on the. Yeah, yeah, we got it. See it on the screen. Um, Maybe move the the Taco Dino. The Taco Saurus. Yeah, yeah, just put him off to the side there. There we go. So this is how this works. So we and we got incredible response on this today. Like yeah. like like two thirty or something. We kind of came up with this little shtick, and it was like. Let's let's have people submit their bikes, like their picture of their bike, and then tell us the mods, and then and then Jimmy is going to like break your bike down, like tell you like what he thinks of it. And I hate to say it, but I, I probably used most of the products that you've talked about or ridden with them and st- stuff like that, and I can kind of see trends and combinations and right. and things. But um, this could go horribly wrong. We I know think it's gonna go great because this was Logan and I's idea. It, oh, well, I have to give you guys credit. This yeah. was this was there was some brainstorming that went on, which is kind of strange when we're talking about brainstorming and Logan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I understand it with you because you're a physicist, but so like uh, Logan, wh- Logan, what is it? What does a brainstorm feel like? Um, does it hurt? No, it was it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of laughs. So you, you that the, whole thing. They they made a segment that you will never see. 
because it was freaking horrible. <laughs> but Matt just sat there and laughed for like, like he's like had to skip through the whole thing because he just was laughing because yeah, something. yeah, because you laughed at it too. You laughed. You're no, I laughed horrible. at you laughing. No, I don't remember <laughs> what you guys said. That's how bad it was. So, so no, anyway, so so here's and, and and it wouldn't be fair for me to just like I said, I I wouldn't expect like I would never expect you to do a job if I wouldn't be doing it myself. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, rate one of my own bikes. Um. <laughs> I know, I know. This is a reach and everything like that, but uh, and and if you're listening to this, you're you're gonna have to see. We have this board up here, and it has Endo on one side and Roost on the other. And then we're gonna take a picture of your bike, and I'm gonna look at it. I have not seen these, by the way. And no, Matt stopped me from Matt stopped me from looking at these uh, because he thought I would be cheating. But because I'm just gonna go off the cuff, and then these guys will fix it. I think this is gonna get so popular. We're gonna have to have a pre-show where these guys are gonna have to screen the the, the ones that come in because we got a lot. I mean, and I, if we don't get to yours tonight, I'm sorry. Uh, blame it on me, not them. Uh, so. So we're gonna put your your bike someplace on this chart, like where we think, whether Roost or whether Endos, and then uh, you can uh, chat about. It. So if you if you know somebody that submitted, um, you should probably have them tune into the show right now because here it goes. But so there, it wouldn't be like proper if I didn't just rate my own bike, right, Logan? Yeah. Okay. So I think there's not a lot of surprise here. Get the bells ready. My favorite bike is a um, a Husaberg 570. Yes, <laughs> that's right. This is my 2008 Husaberg 570. Uh, it's I rolled it out of the garage and shot a picture of it myself. I I, I would uh, have put the parts list up on the uh, on the Facebook page, but I know it by heart. This is my bike. This thing is a super mega awesome. It I, we don't even need to quote horsepower figures because they're really off the chart, and um, it is pretty much stock for the most part, except for it has a lot of hours on it. And it has a uh, the company's not in business anymore, as far as I know that. But it has a PG Ride PG graphics kit, so which is mostly actually most of it's fallen off, but because uh, it, it was built in 2008 too. But it, uh, I got the white plastic kit. It has uh, let's see, it has Fastway um, handguards, flex handlebars, like all my bikes. Has a recluse clutch, mm-hmm. like all my bikes. Has Kenda tires. Like all my bikes, but unlike the other ones, this one has the uh, Ibex on the back because the uh, the extra gas tank. No Ibex, no the tires, the Kenda Ibex on the back oh, has okay. a Parker has a Parker DT in the front, but has Ibex on the rear, and that's like under the extreme enduro tire, and the tire's a little bit bigger. It's got those super spongy knobs. Yeah, yeah. That literally throw roost an extra thirty five feet compared to most most other bikes. Um, has some TM Design Works uh, chain protection. Has a has an FMF uh, um, front part of the exhaust with a power bomb on it. Mm-hmm. An Acro exhaust on the rear. Don't ask me exactly why, but that's what worked the best. I've tuned the ECU with um, some proprietary software that I got that <laughs> somehow talks to key and ECUs. Thing rips. Uh, it didn't need more horsepower. I actually need to tone it back some. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, let's see, what else does it have? Uh has a uh, a lot of stuff on it. Like has a Baja Designs headlight stuffed into that frame. A Trail Tech uh, computer on it has some double take mirrors because it is street legal. Like I don't really like to ride it on the street because it like the, the the county gets really pissed off when I rip the pavement mm-hmm. like out of yeah, the yeah. out of the ground. So here's here's how this works. So we, we would talk about I would talk about your bike and I go, well, frankly, I'm looking at this thing and I go, 
this quite possibly could be the most awesome motorcycle in the world. So it's going to set the standard for where everybody else has to sit. And that's why I um, had, had a special fixture made for it. Because, like, there's Roost, and then there's where the Husaberg sits. So you want to, uh, let's see here. I'll go over here. And it clips on, and it goes like a, like. Beyond Roost. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's beyond Roost. So just it's just so you know where we're, uh, where the standard is here, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> oh, and it's a 570, Craig. God, are you kidding? Like, like what else is there? So, okay, here we go. Like, we'll hold the board up here, Logan, and and we'll stick them on there. Um, here's the, here's the picture. You're gonna stick it up there, and I'm gonna read this. So this is a oh I have I'm I'm also experimenting here with the uh, with the software to see if if we can now, yeah everyone should see everybody the should that see Logan's the picture. So what you would be looking at, or what I'm going to describe for you, is a Dal. It's you put Dalla Theobald, but it's actually Dallas. Dallas I yeah, know Dallas. Yeah. He's been on the show Typo. before. Yeah, really, really awesome guy. This guy rides um, Iron Man in a lot of the best in the desert races, a lot of the Nevada desert races, and his bike is a 2019 Husky 501. Thank you for telling us what bike it is, because I promise you, some people will forget to do, tell us what bike it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I will have to guess. It has Dix Racing suspension, Fast Company Flex handlebars, Kenda Parker DT rears, Kenda Washugal front, Nitro Moose, Scott Stamper. Oh, my Husaberg has that too, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's not, uh, yeah. FNF 4.1, Vortex ECU, a Cherbies, a Cherbies, sorry, a, like a, uh, and a chair, like a chair, and bees, like bees, a uh, chair bees. 3.1 gallon gas tank. Well, you can hold that up in front there because it'll also help with the thing. You can actually start sliding around because like, we never know where it's going to land, right? Like, I don't know where it's at. Seat Concepts Comfort Seat. A Cherby skid plate and hand guards. Man, I tell you what. <laughs> did, you, did you know that this was going to go good, this first one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, this, I, I, I put them in a specific order. Oh, boy. <laughs> you think you know where I'm going to rank? They're gonna, so it's going to start up at the high end, and we're going to work to the low end. Uh, there's going to be some variation. There's going to be some variation. Okay. Uh, so he, actually, the bike looks sweet. He's got – so it's a it's a desert sled. It looks really good. Um, his graphics, got his name on it and stuff. Theobald. Theobald Motorsports. Motorsports. Okay. I like his I like his tires for sure. I like mm. the Kendas. I'm good with that. I think that graphics kit that that blue with the gray and the white accents I think looks really cool. That's a it's a good looking it's a good yeah. looking bike. And I'll tell you what, the good thing about this bike is it is race proven. Mm-hmm. I mean Dallas is winning the Ironman expert class yeah, at yeah. a lot of these events. I, I don't have any problems with this bike at all. And if you're doing that kind of stuff, it's a great thing. Actually the, the seat concept seat is is <laughs> really good. And the I'll tell you what I know because I just got I just got a new one and I'm I'm actually going to do a story about it because mm-hmm. I actually had to make me kind of one that you know is a, it's a I don't I don't think it all their seats are really custom right. but it it has this kind of like these wings on it and the rally guys have been starting to go to this wings to have them help them hang onto the bikes but uh-huh. the the seat concepts puts it on there more for a comfort thing to where you you know your butt kind of sits there but it's also gets fat where you would want to grip the bike. Man, this bike's pretty close to roost. It's this is setting the standard for a really good a really good bike. And the fact that it's it's a 2019, 
they haven't changed enough to make any differences. Mm-hmm. Dallas's bike's going to go like way up there, Logan. Yeah, like it. I mean, it can't touch a Husaberg, but it's going to be it's going to be the standard for what we're talking about here. So, yeah, yeah. put that thing on there. Um, really sweet bike. If if you're wondering what these things look like, you can always check out one of the live feeds that we kind of pump out there and uh, put on it. Hey, Dallas, thanks for uh, joining in and sending that thing in. Um. Okay. Here's our here's our okay. next. Oh. Can you name? Can you just name the person for me so I make sure I have the right name? Jordan, Huber, who, who e, who e Bree, gets. Uh, come on, Logan, help me with this. Oh, uh, Hubert. Hubert. That sounds good to me. Hubert. No, it's not Hubert. Who? Who e? H U I. Who e? Oh, Bree? Uh, who, who Brex? Who Brex? He put it in who, the in the who, chat. Who Brex? Who Brex? Okay. Okay, Logan. Here's your here's your picture. Let's hold it up there. Okay. All I see in this thing is shipping containers. <laughs> okay. This is this is. It's it's a 2005 KTM 950 Adventure. So we're talking adventure bike. This is a this is a big bike, and it's it's landing off a jump. Yeah, and it, it has sh- race numbers. It's got race numbers on it, and it's shooting a roost that's like thirty percent less than a Husaberg five seventy, but it is a nine fifty. So we'll take it in consideration. Uh, he has long travel suspension, which is good. I know this A sixty rims with stronger woody spokes. That's good. I have that on some of my KTM nine fifty wheels. Dirt bike styled oiled intake. Dirt bike style oiled intake. Oh, oh, he's talking about the air filter. So, uh, so he has a he. So he took yeah he took a he took a a real uh, air filter and put it on there. I have a I have the Rottweiler one on my KTM 950. I don't know which one he. Yeah, I guess he's on the chat. He'll let us know. I have the Rottweiler one. And I tell you, it it's really really good as far as a, as far as a single mod for these things. They're really good. Single exhaust. I have that in mind. Well, this is. Do you know all this stuff? Are you just finding guys that copy me? No, no. So I, I saw it was 950, and I'm like, oh, those are cool bikes. A bunch and of stuff just, to make it more durable and lighter. I'd like to know what that is, but there's a skid plate. I have that in mind. Custom fairing lower. Tower. Don't, oh, custom fairing tower. It's like a rally tower. I don't have that. Bark busters. That's it. Many mods I've forgotten by now. I have that, too. I've forgotten a lot of mods yeah, I've yeah. done. Wait, that, yeah, these are older models, yeah. So I, is the 2005 fuel-injected, or is it still carbureted? I, that was right when they were kind of switching. But anyways, that's a that's a pretty sweet setup. The long-travel suspension, it came stock on the early, early ones, but then they started having a long-travel and a short-travel one. I'm looking at that. He's mobbing that thing. That's good. That's going to be pretty high up there, too. Um, but here's here's where it goes wrong. Like, you've, you've just stepped out of adventure territory. You've gone... Like you're treating that thing like a dirt bike, and that's scary. <laughs> so it's not going to be as good as Dallas's bike is purpose built for a purpose, and this one you're taking it out of its um, out of its zone. Although I mean, he's got full knobs in this thing. He's yeah, not messing yeah. around, not at all. So you go take it to da- uh, Dakar. Well, you can't because the, the, they they only only girls can ride Dakar now with single cylinder bikes. Oh, okay. So like the men, they I hope Ricky they Raybacks in the shot. Well, he is. No, I hope he is. No, he's no. they're they're dude. They're testing right now in 
Oh, right now, right now. In uh, not right now, like at night, but in this mm-hmm. time of year, in a hundred and whatever degrees temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're so he's hundred screw you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hundred and screw you. So uh, yeah, Jordan, thanks for uh, showing this. This was this was pretty cool. I'm gonna just put him like right up there, just kind of bump it up and right up close to that. That's good. I think that's a that's a good bike, especially because we're dirt bike test and we're tech talk and we're all about the dirt and and the shipping containers in the back. That's a where that looks like an off road car race track, which that's 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 a motocross track for an adventure bike, yeah. which is a. <laughs> there we go. This is. The, oh boy! I'm yeah. gonna make sure I get the, this this image up. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There so, we go. Uh, George. This is gonna be the biggest George one too. George Justice. Uh, yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't even know how this made the cut, but uh, in oh, the name oh. in the name of Texas well, Jesus, I know how it made the cut. In the name of Texas Jesus, here we go, Logan. You can hold that up. This is a uh, a 1982 Honda. Get this ATC 200E, and I know a little bit more about this than you can imagine. There, there's photos of you like uh, for photo shoots on this, yeah. Is uh, on a, on a three wheeler? Of me on a three wheeler. Yeah, I, I you, didn't you do photo shoots on one or something? I thought I heard something not about not that. three wheelers. I made my debut into the world on a four wheeler. Oh, okay. Yeah, on, on a on a. It, I'm sorry to admit that. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it just erased the next few minutes, last few minutes. Uh, <laughs> 1982 Honda ATC 200e, vet owned, all service records. Remember, you just heard George on the show, so his credibility is just dropped off the charts. Uh, he has all service records, original oil, uh, tore the seat cover off to absorb moisture and for cooler riding. He removed the front brake cable to free up the front brake, and he bent the bars to accommodate a bad shoulder injury from a rollover, which all sound like uh, things that would happen with a ATC 200E. You don't want to know why he bought this thing. You, you heard about Ultra 3 Racing? No, I haven't. Actually. Have you? You know what Ultra Four Racing is, right? It's uh, King of the Hammers. Oh, okay, got it. King yeah. of the Hammers. That's called Ultra Four. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the Ultra Four event, there's something called Ultra Three. Oh dear. God. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, it, it's generally ATC seventies with like ridiculous modifications and stuff. I've I've competed a couple times. Last year, I like I had a rough go at it, and I actually um, saved the ATC with my head when it was cartwheeling. It landed on my head. Yeah, no, it wasn't my bike. I was it was a rental, a loaner, or something like that. I was maybe I was sponsored. I don't remember. So, um, so Texas Jesus, good friend of mine, my co my co dog when I did race the one Ultra Four race I've done, um, invited me over to the super top secret uh, Ultra Three races that take the place in the 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 dome of death or something like that. I don't know. It's all bad. But George wanted to get into it, and he bought this pig. So. <laughs> And, and and it's the wrong tool for the job. So, yeah, it is. That's a big that thing Logan, can you can you just guess where that thing is going to go? To haul a dead deer. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That is the wrong direction. No, no. Like, actually, I need to build one of those extensions off the end here. But we'll just put it like put it right here by that yellow peg. That's that's uh, I, can you endo a three wheeler? I guess you can. I did. You can try. I did. Yeah, Bob. Those things kept uh, Hunter's lawyers busy for years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a lawyer, um, George is coming at you. Yeah, just try to keep the endo thing in the picture. Maybe just hang it off the bottom like this. Let's just have that. Let's get it low. 
just like that down there. Uh, Craig is saying we should put it behind the board. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next up. Next up, Sean Smith. Here we go, Logan. Here's a here's our photo. We are looking. I'm just gonna look at the picture. There, there is one thing on this thing that just escalated. No matter, no matter what, how bad it is, there's something on this bike that just kicks it up to a new level. So this bike is a 2021 KTM 350 XCFW. I don't care what this thing says. It has a chainsaw rack on the front, and to you, my friends, that trail ride that want to be out in the trails. It's people like this that keep your trails open and accessible and they go out and do work and they keep our trails open. So right there, Sean, I'm super stoked on you. So I want to figure out where the... He doesn't even list the chainsaw. I think I thought he listed it somewhere. Did I? Did I? I might have messed up. Oh, you cut it. Sorry, Sean. Uh, Yeah, there was a mention about it. But the chainsaw is why this got on here. Okay, no, I I, I totally appreciate that as a, as a as a fellow trail cutter because I want to know whose I want to know whose chainsaw rack it is because Trail Tech used to make some for that specific saw. He has a steel saw on. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's the MS one eighty, but they made it. They made like Jeff at Trail Tech when Jeff was running the company built mm-hmm. this bitchin' thing where you'd literally just drop the saw and it would lock in and it was a little lever that would pull it right back out so it was so awesome he would actually start it up while i was in the rack and pull it out and really just, and he'd never get off his bike most incredible thing i've That's ever awesome. seen but anyways 3.9 gallon tank uh it looks like an a cherbies to me i like yeah. a cherbies uh cherbies uh recluse clutch yes left hand rear brake that's from mojave bob uh not my style but that's okay athena get ecu with traction control knob that's good too i think Especially when you get them from Taco Mike. Taco Mike is a supporter of the show because you two clowns haven't got all of his things done yet. Probably because he hasn't done his reads. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. We, we've we're, actually been doing our work. It's we're waiting on. Well, Logan had it for him. a month. What happened? Uh, I didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for taking credit for that. Because um, he gets, you know, he's getting free advertising on this show because you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So that's why your check is now a negative number. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that check, and I'd like you to take it to the bank and see how it works. Because I've never taken a negative check to the bank, but if you go there, they'll probably ask you to pay money in. I think that's how it works. And then I get money. So does any bankers in the chat let us know? Yeah, how that works with the negative check number. Uh, bib front, tubeless rear. Woo, that's interesting. I'm actually gonna look at. I look at. I'm looking at the tire on this uh, KTM 350XC. And it almost looks like one of the 9100s, like the big fatty front tires. And uh, the funny thing is I don't know that there's any mooses that fit in those. So that means is it's probably a pretty soft, cushy ride. So this is a, this is a full-on trail rig. This is a trail riding rig. I, uh, I think in the original post he mentioned it was uh, helping out with the Tour Idaho at some point. Um, I think I forgot. I think I missed putting that on there because I was focusing on the specs. But yeah, I think this helped. I think this has done the tour of Idaho. I think Sean's in the chat. If you can let us know. Yeah, that's no a tour of Idaho. Actually, the the first guys are actually out on the tour right now. Oh, really? They're kind of they're and and they need. They're actually they were looking for guys to go. Um, they were looking for the the guys to go out and get ahead of the the lead guys uh-huh. to go cut because there's some sections that need to be opened. And this is, uh, 
So Sean is doing the tour this year at the end of August. Don't do it with your chainsaw. Like I promise you, there's there's good Samaritans out there, Sean, that will <laughs> that will do that. Um, that will open that up for you. Uh, tubeless in the rear, ah, that's that's good. I'm 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 fifty fifty on the tubeless. I'm more of just go with the moose or a tube. Uh, Voyager Trails. Oh, Voyager Trail Tech Pro, Trail Pro Tech Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voyager Trails. So it's between those. It's probably a Voyager Trail Tech Pro. Voyager Pro by Trail Tech. Anyways, Fastweight Ultra Silent insert on, insert on Stock Silencer. So good. He's trying to get more power and keep the sound down. That's good. Factory Suspension Works Custom Shock. Forks and Shock. Okay. don't. I'm not familiar with that, but probably got it set up for his thing. Desmogged. Um, yep, Baja Designs XL80 headlight when no saw. <laughs> Actually, you probably need a headlight for your saw, and then you can cut all night, which is what I dream of doing. So that's a pretty good rig too. That's gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna place that like in front of the in front of the 950 and behind uh, Dallas's bike, and the only reason I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down a, a notch. Is because uh, Matt didn't put all the features on there, <laughs> right? I'm blaming it on I'm blaming yeah, on the Matt. chainsaw and the, he, the tour of Idaho. He's got he's got some skid plates, lots of protection. He has little, I, you know. I, I start over analyzing bikes, and it's like he has little protections on the bottom of his fork guards. The Cherbys makes these cool things that bolt on the bottom of the forks yeah, when you yeah. hit rocks, which is really good. Um, yeah, it's a that's a that's a nice that's a nice ride. I don't really have anything to complain about. I can usually complain about something, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've heard people say, oh, "Doesn't that chainsaw on the front make a lot of weight?" And it's like, "Well, pick your bike up over a log, and then we'll talk about weight." Right. So so it should be the last one because we're starting to run a little long. But <laughs> when's that? <laughs> well, it's nine o'clock. So. Hey, we'll we'll turn this into a longer show. Yeah, yeah. It's Logan will have to go to school. Do five a week. One of these days, one of these days, Logan will have to go to school again, and then he ha- and they'll have a bedtime, all that stuff. Oh, so this one, this next one's actually my my vote for like the the winner of this round. Okay, Logan, hold this up. All right, chat should be able to see it now. Uh, Dana Demetrius is provided with us a 1976 Yamaha XT500, and this thing's got a long list of mods. But oh, let me tell you, there are certain people that would really, really drool uh, over a bike like this. Um, this thing's super modded out, and I remember when I was a kid racing, like going to the Four Stroke Nationals, like Rick Johnson rode a bike very similar to this, and like you, at the time he was a factory Yamaha racer, and he would go to a Four Stroke National to race a bike like this, and he was one of the guys. I mean, it'd be like right now, I'd be like having Jet Lawrence show up on your podcast, and you'd be super stoked, which you never know when that's going to happen, allegedly. We got something big for next week. Hopefully, I don't know what I'm talking about. We're going. Actually, we're going to an event, a live event. You know, Logan, if you got your work done, I could drag you to one of these events, and you could ride dirt bikes with pros. Yeah. Yeah. He's never done that. Never done that. Well, he they you know he tries to catch him and he eats shit, so I'm more scared about you. So, <laughs> anyhow, 540 cc Janey piston at 10.5 to one, a Mega Cycle cam, titanium retainers. 36 millimeter intake Makuni round slide. Inch and a quarter exhaust, Barnett clot, 
clutch, Carrillo connecting rod, a camshaft oil line. So this thing has all the stuff done to it back then. Like you kids, <laughs> you kids hop on your your modern day four strokes that you could probably have a 250F that'll put out the same power as this thing from the factory. This is the stuff that you know old timers had to do to make their their bikes run. This one's a little bit before my time. 83 YZ 490 forks. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a good thing. Well, it was better than the ones that came on it, right? Yeah. YZ 250 rims, Suzuki PE swing arm. So This is insane. Okay, so this is insane. So think about this. Like think about you right now, take Logan. You take your um your KTM and you have somehow found out through the grapevine that the Yamaha swing arm is better mm-hmm. and you need to put it on your KTM. Yeah. Would you do this? It's a long, it's a big reach. Yeah. Yeah, this is where we had to go because... I think he dented the the gas tank to get the forks on. Oh, yeah, it does have, it does have dents in it. Yeah. So the forks will turn all the way? It's because it's it has... Oh no! I thought it said it said works triple, and I thought it was going to say triple clamps. It's works performance triple rate shocks, which is a thing. Yep, Renthal bars, TT aluminum tank. So so that's the that's the one thing that makes it look really trick. Yeah. Um, old school bark busters. What? Wait. Well, hold on. You're riding this thing in the woods. And a skid plate. I think he's riding this thing in the woods with the bark busters. Chasing down Caleb Russell and GNCCs. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, the funny thing is you look at this bike and you just look at it and and, and it looks lightweight. They look light because there's especially a small tank. Look at, the, look at the padding on the back of that seat because that's where they used yeah. to ride and sit yeah. down back there back in the old days. 85. Like... <laughs> this guy's less than 85 on that bike. Yeah. 1976. Think about that, Logan. Where were you? Where was your dad at that point? Three, four, four years old. No, in 76? Beg to differ. No, I was four. Your dad was four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, good. Oh, wow, that was quick math. I was thinking you were talking about yourself. Yeah. You weren't even a sparkle in his pants at that point. <laughs> This is a pretty trick bike. This is actually like he's got the in you know, the side panels. He's got the aluminum and stuff in him. This is actually a pretty nice, pretty nice, nice machine. Man, I feel like I'm picking on old people if I don't rate it really high. Uh huh. Is that Bob said? Uh huh. <laughs> I, I I think it's uh it, it it's pretty high. How come you didn't okay. give me more duds? I wanted to pick on people. Uh, I no, can go I print I, some out right now. No, no, we'll we'll do this for the next time. Next yeah, time yeah. this will be really bad. This is a really sweet machine. Uh, I I think it's gonna go just a tad behind that 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 nine fifty, but it's still it's still it's still de- definitely heavy in the roost category. You oh, know, no, it's above the nine fifty. It's above the nine fifty. I think it's above the nine. I I I put it. I put it between uh, the chainsaw and the husky. <laughs> the chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. You would. Yeah, I would. It's 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 that chrome tank and then the. Uh, it does look good. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't know. I, I and I'm an off road guy. It, it is your show though. I, so. No, I I'm an off road guy. I don't know why I want to ding it for the bark busters. 
Yeah, Bob? In 1976, if you were desert racing, that was the bike to have. For what? A oh, for a four-stroke. Yeah. So those, there's a whole flock of those kind where they modified all of them to produce the weight and get better suspension on and all that stuff. It was, it was where, where, do we know where he was from or anything? Where Dana was from? Dana Demetrius? There's three of those things that show up. That's probably one of them, at like Dan the Dirt. Oh, really? Awesome. That yeah. exactly looks like exactly the guy that shows up. There's three of them just like close enough to that. And they the, sound like yeah. Ever. Oh, it's just it's just big four stroke. It's it, so it's cool. Big, but it's big old. Okay, I'm gonna. You know what? It's gonna it's gonna go um, right in front of the chainsaw. Like yeah. like there we go. Big, old, air cooled loud. Yeah, so you can just yeah pin it like uh, yeah something like that. They're, I think I think I'll like make these smaller next time. This, no, the board's gonna get. We can kind of we'll have to flip through them and stuff like that to yeah. figure out it's that an old school icon. This thing's gonna get top heavy. So hang it back up there on the wall, Logan. I, I really want to thank everybody for um, <laughs> yeah, the, the response on this was a lot more than I ever. Thought. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be anything like this. This was awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I I like to see people's bikes. I like to see where they you know where they stack up. I mean, you're never going to be a Husaberg five seventy. Go ahead and ring the bell. I just I, I you're doing it by accident and stuff. But um, uh, thanks, Logan, for manufacturing that today. Did you did you send any screws through your fingers or anything like that? Um. A couple scratches, but no. couple scratches, yeah. It's it's uh, it's lucky it wasn't with the skill saw. <laughs> um, so okay, uh, do we have any? Um, he's asking for one mirror, one one more review. Um, we'll keep those in a file in case we have to go back and like rearrange the notes. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any? Do we have any good questions and stuff like that? Oh, uh, hey, I I you know what's amazing? I just saw something on the chat. Evidently, they're letting people in jail. Like not Facebook jail, but real jail. Um, talk, because I see Big John in there. He's he's, he's they, he mu- I, I bet you somebody smuggled a phone in in there. Um, uh, you know where you know where you snug, snuggle a phone in, yeah. Logan. Yeah, I hope you don't. <laughs> so, oh, I hope John breaks out of prison and makes it on the show. Yeah, he should come in one of these days. Yeah. I go riding at five o'clock in the morning, John, just in case you get out of jail. You want to go? take that sweet ride of yours out <laughs> so um do we have any other good questions that came up on the uh on the chats and stuff like that there was a, a tour idaho one i saw it was from youtube yep um, it was one of the other <laughs> i saw one that said jimmy comma and there was something something else uh jimmy what do you think oh yeah that's a good one Kyle Osborne says, Jimmy, do you think KTM would sell a factory-style adventure bikes in the smaller CD, CC department, and how would they do? So they do the like the 790Rs, like the the their 890R. They make one with they put. It's kind of like the factory edition bikes, and um, I don't I don't know. That's in that's a really good question. Um, I I'm pretty sure they would sell them because um, people buy anything right now. But uh, anyways. Andy BJ says, unrelated, but do you know if it's true that you have to apply for the tour of Idaho by June 1st in order to be able to try? So, Andy, um, uh, so Martin at MotorcycleJazz.com kind of puts out all the information. He's the curator, I would call him, uh, the godfather of the tour of Idaho, and he has a list of requirements and things that you should do if you want to be sort of what we'll call like an official tour of Idaho participant. 
And you should go there for all the information because what I'm just saying is kind of secondhand info. But he does have sort of a procedure and stuff to be able to do it because if you are an official tour participant, they kind of track you and pay attention to you and you get some coverage and 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 when you needed assistance and different things like that. So I would I would refer to his webpage and, and he has rules and regulations and things. But you can also go on his webpage and get all the information you would ever need to know to do the tour of Idaho. And you could go do it and not tell anybody and nobody would know and nobody would care. And then you could decide at the end whether you did the tour of Idaho or not. Kind of like the way I did the tour of Idaho, except it was early on and Martin knew I was there because Martin's a friend of mine, and I didn't, I didn't really read his rules before I went and did it. The rules, I just got the route, downloaded the waypoints, and did all the work to figure out where it went, and and did the tour of Idaho. And so you can do it how you want. It's your tour of Idaho. It's public lands. They they really strive to keep these trails open. That's what's awesome about it. you. Go places you never dreamed you could go on your motorcycle. So do. Do your tour, you know, whether or not you want to do it the official way or the unofficial way. Just um, respect the land, respect the work people put into doing it. You know, go out and saw a trail, work on some stuff, um, donate to the organizations that keep that stuff open. That's all I can say about that. But uh, if you do it, um, let us know. Let us know how it goes. There's one. And then, oh. Another one? I, I had lost it. Um, oh, here's one just because it's nice to play. Rusty Nail. He got a Ken. He got a T7. Can the big block stabilize my T7? Recommendation was spot on. Well, come on, Rusty. They're all spot on here. <laughs> you think we're just like sitting here drinking beers, sipping tequila, and just sending the BS out? No, we're. Uh, um, I, I loved him on the T7. I, you know, the stock tires are actually not that bad. Um, but the big blocks for us were a step up. It just, it just. Just they just had a little bit more traction off road, a little better traction off road, and um, did really good. So, um, so where is Triumph going to make the bikes? Is what I was wondering. I suspect they'll make them in their factory, and I believe their factory is in Britain. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I I actually uh, did some research on this. I did pick this question because I wanted to make my research this morning worth it. Um, there is some speculation. They actually have uh, a deal in place with uh, I think. Was it ba- ba- Baja? Oh, Baja. really? They have a deal in place with them, um, but I'm not sure if that means they're going to be... Well, KTM's going to buy them instantly then. <laughs> yeah, well, so th- that's the speculation, <laughs> is if they're going to be manufactured in India or in, um, or well, in England? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much actually manufacturing they do there, you know, how much it's outsourced right. and stuff like that, but um, it, time will tell. You know, it's just uh, at this point we're just uh, speculating as much as anybody mm-hmm. else, but... Um, there, there are a lot better places to have stuff manufactured at lower costs and things. Mm-hmm. I don't, if, if you're, I, the offshore manufacturing is getting really good. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you started tracking actually where the parts from some of your favorite motocross bikes are manufactured. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be Japan or Austria. It might be other countries. Look where the bicycles are coming from. And those things are pretty high tech. And pretty technical, so um, their manufacturing is good in a lot of different places. So we'll see. Um, we'll see where it comes. I'd, I'd um, like to. Uh, I mean, I want to ride the bike. I'm always interested in, and especially if they're going to do something different. And just think about it. Like, look at the Cannondale. There's no way that 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 Cannondale was there was anything good about it. Like a motor that was spun around backwards and aluminum chassis and all the things that you see in a but- maybe a YZ250F. So or a some, Husaberg. 
so my question <laughs> about the Candale actually did 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 that reverse engine actually inspire Yamaha or did Yamaha come to that on their own? Oh, you asked them, and they absolutely came to it on their own. But like you know, it's funny because you know you could actually take this thing. It was called a Palm at the time, and you could actually send the information into the ECU. Really? Yeah, yeah. You had to use a wire because they didn't. Yeah, have, yeah. But you didn't have Wi-Fi at the time. But you, you there's uh, there it PDA. as 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 much as you know people like to say oh look at how revolutionary this is it's like it's probably been done before i mean everything we do in the show we copy from someone else don't we yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> nothing, new nothing new we just reinvent it right logan yeah yeah okay um well there's not a whole lot more questions i mean this i was more this one Let's see more. Let's see. Maybe Suzuki will start making some changes as well. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure if maybe maybe that's what they're thinking. They're thinking that Suzuki's going to leave a hole and then Triumph's going to take it up. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. It's. Uh, they haven't changed for a long time. I mean, in reality, the bikes aren't that far off unless you're a high level guy you're not going to notice the discrepancies other than you have to kick it and mm -hmm. things like this but um performance wise we're getting to this point where everything is so good we're starting to you know it's it's like what flavor do you like and and are you really using all the performance that you're getting out of that particular machine i would say in, you know novice motocross guys are you know a true novice is not going to use the potential of a 250f so having a little less power and stuff like that mm -hmm. um isn't gonna isn't gonna really hurt him, right? Jordan Siegel says, "Does the country of manufacture impact your purchase decisions, such as a BMW 850 managed uh, manufactured in China by Kimco?" Oh, Taiwan. Ta yeah, Huge. between China, well, like it depends on where you get your information from, first of all. But, um, hmm, I would more so rely on the brand's reputation you know, like how, how their overall brand reputation or perception is. And man, that's hard. That's a hard thing to get. Cause you, you know, really what you're hearing on the internet, what you're seeing on the internet is like bad news, bad news travels fast and the, the things, but you know, if you're talking to friends or have friends that are buying bikes and things like this, I, in specifically BMW 850, I don't care where it's manufactured. I haven't noticed any sort of, um, difference in BMW, you know, 850 reliability and i don't know where exactly they've been manufactured i don't know if they've been manufactured over there since the beginning or if they were manufactured in in berlin or or in munich wherever they manufacture this i think it was berlin for the beginning i don't know if when they changed so so not really i think it's more about um how you know how the how the reliability stacks up and i've been one of those per, per people that i don't really like to buy the first year of anything mostly because I was working at a magazine and the first year of everything was delivered to us and we would ride it and I never really had any problems, but me as a consumer would maybe sit back and wait a year. If, if something's brand new, you know, sit back and wait a year and, and that'll tell you if there's really severe problems, but, um, trust your friends and realize whatever they're saying bad is amplified by 10 times. Okay. Christian Yank of sky, Yank of sky. I am learning roadbook riding. Do you know anyone that can share some roadbooks, deserts in Southern California? Well, I know someone that ripped off all of my roadbooks and tries to sell them. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, 
Let's see. I, I'm pretty sure there's some groups out there that um, that uh, do this. Uh, a lot of the dual sport rides will have the option to give you like a small road book, um, or some of the dual sport rides might have a turn-by-turn road book stuff. Old dual sport, dual sport rides were always like this. But um, I would kind of search around on um, on some of the different uh, – you know, websites that kind of involve rallies and ask ask this. I mean, where where I'm at, I don't really um, spend much time with, you know, people that are just, I mean, we, we do have a rally school where we teach people, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the I don't want to say the basics, but we do work on the basics, but they're very advanced. And we do have groups that kind of train together that make their own road books and stuff like this. But... Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're out there. I I know somehow there's guys that are getting road books and riding road books and doing different stuff like that. So I don't know anybody specifically that's kind of that's kind of sharing them, but I know there's road books that are out there. So okay, um, I think that's pretty much it. That's it. Questions from chat. What do you what, do you have any questions for me, Logan? Um, no. No, you don't want to know when your next check is coming. Hey, remember on the on the last show we talked about the 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 plushy, the plushy air tank that Kraft was selling. Yes, my shock's going to show up on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked about getting my shock. But um, so I actually went through my stuff um, and found this. It's it's an air cell was the name of the company. Air cell systems that made this tank, and this was a tank that goes on a conventional set of forks, whether they're cartridge forks or open chamber. And so this end here, and I'm holding up this what looks like a, a small air tank with a, a funny contraption on top of it. And this would be where your fork bleeder goes into. It has a small hose that runs to it. And so this would screw into your fork, and these would bolt to your forks. And I know Enzo was making these, and a lot of different companies were were making variations of these. And so what this does, because I told you how much I liked it, what this does, it has the bleed. So this this is now your bleed. So it's like a push bleed, just like, like the Motion Pro inserts or whatever you put in their bike if you just want to bleed it off. But inside of here is a control valve. And so as I spin this, it restricts the control valve like how much air can bleed off the fork so it's allowing it to to have um an extra air chamber and you can control how you want to utilize this and i noticed it affected the ride height and also the damping character of the fork and the interesting thing is i took it apart because i was really curious about exactly how it worked so inside of it there's a there's a tube inside of here because your fork will blow oil out um because there's oil stuff but it, it also has a collection area and then so when it returns it will suck the oil back into the fork. So as it pools up down here. So I remember when they told me, they said, hey, you might have to add a cc or two of oil to your fork to have the exact same performance as you start changing this. So I just thought I'd bring this in and kind of show you guys that this this technology is nothing new. I'm sure the because it's working on an air fork and they're adjusting, I'm sure they have some pretty interesting technology that's allowing it to keep the air pressure constant and then blow the air pressure off into the chamber and then release it back in with some valving technology but it's it's been something that's been done and you look at works bikes back in the days there was various works bikes that had chambers like this and this was funny because this system i remember in talking with them uh they had one for each fork and i said well why can't you combine it into one to make it smaller and it was because they didn't want the fork oil to alter because in their testing they had found out that all the fork oil, or not all of it, but a lot of the fork oil will end up in one fork for one reason or another, which is like, that's very interesting. I wondered why that happened. But uh, even when you, you know, d- 
no matter how you split the hose, the connections and stuff like that. And believe it or not, the other thing is there was also a handlebar that they used the air chamber inside the handlebar. I think it was TBT that was doing this. So it was the same thing, but a handlebar that they would put the air into the handlebar and do the same thing, but the, the fork oil problem going from one side to the other uh, was also, and this company knew that uh, beforehand. So um, some of the interesting things you can learn by um, testing things over time and doing different things. So at an hour and 22 minutes or so, we should probably call this show uh, over. You think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've been going for uh, 2.22. Oh, yeah. sorry, 2.22. Yeah, yeah. Logan's asleep already. He's texting his girlfriend. What time was she supposed to get on chat with you? She was on there. No, I mean like the, the oh. just FaceTime one-on-one thing. Oh, I don't know. Was she at your race? Yeah. She think you did good? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what the, you know, you know my club, my bad club with uh, the good club with a bad name? Yeah. You know what they say about the podium, right? What? No, you're not allowed to know. So uh, with that uh, super bomb drop there, uh, I will, uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Logan? See you out on the trail. See you out on the trail. Cheers, guys. See you guys. Woo. See ya. That was good. That was fun, John. I, I think you need to make a better horse, or a bigger horse. Sorry, not a bigger Taco Moto. So you've heard us talk about Taco Mike on the show. He's been a guest host a few times. Taco Moto Co., that's how you find him on the web, sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions-compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can, maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's tacomoto.co.